Neil Rogers is coming up next. It's 10 o'clock. Have a great day, everybody. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast. Oh, the Dow's making a big comeback today because it's worth showing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You're listening to Sports Radio 5. Dow's up 192 points. Aren't you psyched? Yes. That's because they're anticipating the big deal, you know? Let's make oh, yeah. a deal. The real deal? Yeah, the real deal. That we give away our, all our money. 560 all, all WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. George didn't get his bonus yet from the spring freaking book for Christ's sake. Where's George's bonus money? Damn it. In other counties, call toll-free. Let's go on strike, Pax, Chris. Neil, or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those WQAM management staff or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show. Today's economy. 560 WQAM. I like peace and quiet, and I don't need to listen to Barney Fag, Barney Frank ringing in my ear because I made a few bucks off a book I worked on. The sky is falling. Down, 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 down. Market's going down, 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 down. Market's going down, 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 down. Stock market is down. Oh, 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 no. I'm dying over here. Well, my broker's calling, and he's telling me the market. I'm going to keep my eye peeled on this crap all day long today. Bye, bye, bye. What the hell was that? Bye, bye, bye. Oh, I see. That's right. It's a buying opportunity. It scared the hell out of me because I hit a button there and all of a sudden that thing fired off. It scared me. I was scared. Well, you know something? There are some people that just don't get it. But it's uh, Rosh Hashanah, so naturally, even though the world is allegedly coming to an end as we used to know it, well, uh, we got to put on a yarmulke and go drink some wine and Baruch Atah and all this other crap. There's Barney Fagg and then uh, Diane Feinstein and Russ Feingold. Those are the only three Jewish members of uh, Congress I can think of at the moment. Can you think of any other ones? Nope. nope. Arlen Specter, is he Jewish? He must be. What a horrible thought. Oh, and of course, Jew Lieberman. I forgot about him. Maybe a half a dozen. And all of a sudden, well, it's a Rosh Hashanah. It's the Jewish holy day. You know, this is just a bunch of crap. In fact, the, one of the emails here this morning, and there sure aren't a lot of them. There's a lot of crap on there today, but nothing uh, useful. Sam says, no religion type of holiday is worth another trillion dollar loss. Well, just relax, Sam. The markets are bouncing back nicely. In anticipation of the deal. We're going to make a deal on Thursday. The wheel deal. The wheel deal. That's right. 
Whatever happened to that goofball? The real deal. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, sure. Why do you think um, I keep saying that? What? The real deal. Of course the I remember Jew him. The Jewish segment of this Congress couldn't skip running around the house with the yarmulke for a day. We have the same mentality as the Middle East. Rome is burning and we still must pray. Prayer and kosher dinner should be backseat to the problem we were in. Kosher dinners, oy vezmir. I feel like I'm going to the senators' houses, bust in and rip the beanie off their heads, right in the middle of their happy meal and stomp it on the ground, then drag them to the Senate building. Get to work, says Sam. Amen, Sam. Amen. Don't be messing with Jew year, okay? It's the it's the high holiday uh, holiday holy day. It's a bunch of crap, like all the other holidays, like all the other religious garbage. Manishtana halila hazeh, as they say in Ethiopia. How's Haley Selassie doing, by the way? Who? Here's the poll from yesterday, and some of these people, I I was, I just knew this was going to happen. I'll find it. In my stack of email. There ain't that many of them. Oh, that's right. we got to uh, give them the result of the poll that we ended yesterday. Well, well, we'll get to that. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, once again, showing these people just don't understand it. The poll question is, the one we did uh, are doing now, who is or was the greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time? And let me tell you, you people sure don't know your sportscasters. That's because most of you have been sheltered, I guess, in South Florida for too long. Or maybe never got out. And Paul sends me an email yesterday saying, Neil, you left out Howard Cosell and Jack Buck. I'll admit, I thought about uh, omitting Jack Buck yesterday. Jack Buck was great. He was a uh, voice of the Rochester Red Wings before he went to the St. Louis Cardinals. He was good. He was great. He's dead. Joe Buck is his son, just like what's-his-name is the son of uh, a bitch. Well, what's his name? What's his name? I don't know. But Howard Cosell was a play-by-play -play broadcaster? He did boxing, I, I know that, but that's blow by blow, not play by play. That's uh, that's a different horse of a different color, calling a boxing match. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Remember that? No, no. I bet you, I bet you, Fat Chris has heard that. I've heard it. Yeah. Down goes Frazier. He was good at that, but he wasn't a play by play guy. He was a commentator. He was a commentator. Don't you under, people understand the difference between the color guy or a commentator or a, a curmudgeon or whatever the hell he was? Howard Cosell. He wasn't a play by play man. Jesus, God, Paul. You come up with a decent poll that somebody actually might like, and right away, well, we don't understand it. You left out this one and that one. Yeah. Screw you. Screw you. Like I said yesterday, so many dumb people walking around on the loose. And then I went to Woodbine last night and won $2,300. Aren't you proud of me? As punch. The way the economy is right now, man, you That's can't right. win too much at your local uh, racino. You can't win too much, and especially here where they don't tax any of it. Got me a good machine, man. Gave me 500 twice, and then it gave me 300 on the line, and it gave me a, a 1,500 on the line. 1,500. I think I'm going to spend the whole show from now on talking about my exploits at Woodbine. I'm, telling, I'm going to start writing down every pull, every play. Nice, that five times, five times triple bar. 1,500 beans. And they paid me my money, and I, I flew out of there. I put on my wings and I flew out. I raced to my beautiful Corvette and zipped home. Anyway, here was the poll that we interrupted. Who, who do you think won the first presidential debate? 1,086 votes. Obama, 599, 55.1%. It was a draw, 187, 17.2%. Didn't watch it, 142. McCain, 94, 8.6% for old, insane McCain. 
who did a hell of a job. Boy, he wanted to suspend his campaign, old insane McCain, and uh, call off the debate, tried to weasel out of it because he had to rush back to Washington to save the bailout deal. Well, he sure did a hell of a job with his Republican colleagues in the House, didn't he? Not. He just keeps shooting himself in the foot, old insane McCain. And it's already Tuesday. We're getting closer and closer to Thursday night. I bet you even George is going to watch that. Maybe. Although Sarah. it might be out. And don't care, 64. They don't care about the debate. They don't care about anything. 64, 5.8%. Okay, now let's get to today's poll. And let me, let me read it again, okay? I'm not making any additions. It's a little bit late for that, wouldn't you think? I think. Yeah. How many votes we got on there, Chris? 654. Wow, what happened to Chris? 661. Six, six, one. Oh. six what? 661. Six, Woo! Well, I printed it out when it was 640, so I'll be a little bit behind the time. Too bad. And like I said, people of South Florida, they just they don't get it. Either too sheltered or just have bad taste. I bet you they sell a lot of vanilla ice cream in South Florida. Lots and lots. Maybe also butter pecan. I mean, who the hell eats butter pecan ice cream? Not Tasteless. Taste Do you eat that? I said, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it. Get out of here. You've never seen butter pecan ice cream? I'm like in the you store lie, and stuff man. like you that. Lie. No wonder they don't want to give you right. your bonus money. Oh, no, I got it. I got like it. A trooper. I got it. I was paid last month. But since I never get my stub, I have no way of knowing that. I beg your pardon. You already got your bonus? Yes. I went Who told you that? Jenny. I asked Jenny. You already got it. Right. Yeah. So, so this is just like what you did with Treasure Island. You're trying to double dip. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think right. Fat Boy that, had a point. That's it. There you go. Exactly. I think Fat Fart had a point. Although, actually, there's a word begins with F I usually call him, but can't say it. Fat Fart. Mm-hmm. Fat F. Nothing smells worse than a fat fart. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Although this morning. I don't want to go into your... Bowels? Uh, listen, save it for Ethan Skolnick, okay? Save that <laughs> Save that for a boat camper. Let's go spelunking. That's his, that's his speciality, is Ethan Skolnick's bowel movements and how bad they smell and how he was at Ethan's house. It, it's like a little fag uh, fraternity, man, a fag sports fraternity. They all hang out together and talk the same crap, the same endless swill. How about those fish, huh? How about those fish? Who is or was the greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time? Keith Jackson is winning, which just astonishes me. That is so grotesque. 94 for Keith Jackson. We didn't ask you who's been on the longest or who's the oldest and most senile. We didn't ask you that. We asked you who's the greatest. I wouldn't even call Keith Jackson great, much less the greatest of all time. He, he was okay. He had that corn pone affected, you know, that whole deal of his. Al Michael, 77. Kurt Gowdy, 64. Harry Carey, 63. He got my vote. And I'm sure George would have voted for Harry, too. I did. Did you? I did. Well. Holy cow. They don't come any better than Neil Roberts. For uh, completely different reasons, obviously. Oh, and Brandon says butter pecan sells like vanilla. I know. That's why I said it. What do you think I said it for? People with no taste, that's what they eat, vanilla or butter pecan. Harry Carey, 63, Mel Allen, 53, Mel Israel was his name. And the rumors were that he was gay. Vince Scully, 50, Marv Albert, 45, Pat Summerall, 34, Adam Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri. You know, Pat was the master of understatement, but when he did that, uh, I just, I'm sorry. Not good, Pat, but Pat was already senile by that point. Rick Weaver, 32, Bob Prince, 22. He should have got a lot more votes than that. He should be way up there near the top. In fact, oh, my God, Keith Jackson, he couldn't lick Bob Prince's ass. Are you kidding me? 
Red Barber, 19. Dan Kelly, 14. The rookie! He was good, Dan Kelly. His son sucks. The older one, John Kelly. Just the worst. The rookie! Skip Carey, 13. Foster Hewitt, 10. Ernie Harwell, 9. Dick Henberg, 8. Danny Gallivan, 7. With a cannonading save. He was constipated, Danny Gallivan. Montreal. Johnny Moe, 6. We was robbed. John Miller, 4. Van Patrick, 4. Who hated those Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Van Patrick... There was a middle linebacker for the Detroit Lions named Joe Schmidt, who was a hell of a player. But Van Patrick was, like, obsessed with Joe Schmidt. And he would call him making tackles when Joe Schmidt wasn't even on the field, when he was on the sideline. And, be, you know, Joe Schmidt. One thing about Van Patrick, he really knew his Schmidt. Rick Jenneret, three. Now, how come he's only got three? I mean, are you kidding me? Joe Bowen, three. <laughs> See, the hockey announcers don't have any because South Florida is a hockey wasteland. They don't know from hockey. Fred Cusick, two. Bill Hewitt, only two. My God. Bob Cole, one. Old man Cole. They're shoving his ass out. Van Miller, one. And Jack Quinlan didn't have any. Now, that that's, you know something? There's something really, really rotten. Jack Quinlan was better. He was a million times better than a jackass Jack Brickhouse. He was horrible. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. He was, he was the worst. Jack Brickhouse. And Jack Quinlan was better than Harry Carey, but he got, he was 38 years old. He was at spring training in Arizona with the Cubs and he was like walking across the street and got hit by a car and killed at 38. It's a little bit too young to get killed, don't you think? <laughs> Jack Quinlan. He has no votes. This is an infomnia. This is disgusting. Keep taxing my fast effing no portion of this program. I think due to the economic uh, situation, I think we're going to like run all spots all day from now on. Do it. You're a bastard. Dollar a holler. Any takers? No. Oh. Republican woman. Pretty as can be. Republican woman. Smoking hot VP. <laughs> She's not a lefty tree hugging witch. A naughty book where God's me insane. Now I'm gonna vote for John McCain. Yes, woman. A great selection. Jack Quinlan got a vote. Republican woman wins my election. Republican woman, you're no plain Jane. Republican woman, got beauty and brains. When I saw you, I some say you're not experienced, you're a cure for impotence. You give us that sexy gaze, causing more than funds to raise. Hot woman of GOP, <laughs> Republican woman, you're my fantasy. <laughs> 1018 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. Here's our award-weaning lineup on QAM. At 2 o'clock, we got the big O. Rock solid. 4 to 7, we got the Mad Dog at Chula Steak, too. 7 to 8, we got that tune-out, Dolphins Tonight, which is just absolutely radio swill. It's a swill show. And then 8 to 11, the DA show, which you might not like his show, but go to his website. He's got a lot of hot chicks on there, mostly almost naked. Did you look at it? No, I did not. Well, why not? Boy, you are a hard uh, I, I, ass. I and you already got your bonus, by the way. Don't be giving us this song. Man, I didn't get my bonus. All right. And he's got me looking up on Arbitron. What was the date that the damn spring book came out? And I'm, oh. 
Uh, since I don't get my pay stubs, you don't keep I have your no stub? way of knowing that. I got a stub. See. Do you? Heard about that. Here's a guy named Paul who's becoming ultra-chronic. Let, let me read these in reverse order because the first one is just absolutely... You know, when you're wrong, admit it. When you make a mistake, Paul, admit it. Now, let me read this one first. Howard Cosell did Monday Night Football for years play-by-play. -play. Well, guess what, Paul? He never did play-by-play. -play. Frank Gifford did the play-by-play -play, along with the color guys, which was Dandy Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. I guess uh, Paul don't understand play-by-play. -play. That's the guy that calls the game what's going on in the game. That's the play-by-play -play guy, Paul, Mr. Mister Jock Sniffer. For a station that's supposed to be, here's the play-by-play. -play. It's kind of fall off, and I think for well, the doing play -by -play. Well, I'll find a game here where there's play-by-play. But Michael was back. There's Bob Cole, who just turned 185 years old on the CBC. Leafs in Carolina. Nothing could be finer than to lose to Carolina. And the Leafs won in a shootout last night, an exhibitionist game at the Scare Canada Center. And they did play better in the third period. See, there you go. There's that boring coach, Ron Wilson. Oh, my God. He's just coma-inducing. So, anyway, Paul, you're, you're wrong. Why don't you just admit it? Send me another email, Paul. Say, you're right, I'm wrong, instead of being a hard-ass. And then his other, he follows that up with... Driving home last night, I heard Marv Albert calling the Monday Night Football game. What a true professional. Yes. I was then comparing him to Jimmy Syphilis and the other two jock sniffers. You know, comparing Marv Albert with Jimmy Syphilis is like comparing a fine sirloin steak with a, with a pound and a half of elephant crap. God. I use the term compare lightly. Good. Listening to Jimmy's raspy, straining voice is painful to my ears. As for Mad Dog and Joe, Mad Dog's okay, but between the three of them... You can smell the Bengay and Brill cream coming through the radio. The Bengay. It occurred to me you really do suffer with WQM's mismanagement if they could continue to use these three who all struggle with the English language. Say what you want about Moe and his checkered pants and pizza-stealing ways. He was ten times the broadcaster. Jimmy Syphilis thinks he is. No, Moe wasn't ten times the broadcaster. He was a thousand times the sportscaster, the play-by-play. And in his more co coherent days when he actually knew who, what the teams were and what the name of the players was, he was pretty damn good. Mo, not as a human being, but as a play play by play. Hey Jimmy, you fairy, do us a favor and just walk away, says you fairy. Paul, would it not be the biggest slap in the bald head to Mo if Jimmy and Joe were replaced by Steve Geldy Geldstein calling the game? Love you and love the group. Love the group. I guess that includes you guys. I guess so. Well, the focus group. No, not the focus group. George already got his bonus. Don't start crying for him, okay? Now, let's see how the markets are doing today. I want to keep you guys abreast. Remember yesterday I looked at that thing after the uh, bailout bill got beat in the uh, house? Yes. And I said, holy crap, the Dow's down 600 points. The Toronto Stock Exchange dropped 840 points yesterday. Oh, my God. And, of course, the um, the Dow, the biggest single-day drop ever, dropped 777 points in one day. Panic. Panic setting in. Wachovia, thank God, got bailed out by Citigroup. Wachovia, watch over your money. So this business of uh, Howard Cosell being a playboy, you're wrong. Frank Gifford, who was just horrible, but was an ex-jock and used to look pretty good, and was married to that miserable bitch, he did play-by-play, -play, and I use the term very loosely, on Monday Night Football during that era, during those days. Paul Howard Cosell did not do play-by-play -play on the radio, on the TV, on your uh, xylophone, anywhere else. So admit you're wrong and quit trying to push a, a beat a dead horse. Fred says, how about Gary Thorne for the pool? Yeah, he yeah, well, he could have been on there, along with Jack Buck. You can't put them all on there, right? How about Heine Manouche? You Who? can put them all on there. 
I could put them all on there, and you still wouldn't know who any of them were. No, that's right. How about Wade Hoyt? And the only reason I voted for Harry Carey is because uh, I actually spoke to him. You did? On the phone, several times, hooking up interviews and things like that in the olden days. For you. Give me another beer. Holy cow. Neil Rogers is right. The Cubs suck. Now, where's the real Harry? That's that guy who did the... And Harry, right. uh, the real Harry hated that guy, by the way. You know. Yeah, I know. In Chicago, we used to imitate him and sounded just like him. And he did... Oh, that guy did all those drop-ins for us. Mm -hmm. Where's the real Cubs That. Very good. And the Cubs suck is also him. No, it's not. It is? The Cubs suck. No. Oh, it is him. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Woo! That's that a was choice great. drop there for him to now, be saying He that. did that for us or for somebody. Right. Right? Right. Because he sure wasn't going to say that on air, although he did rip him an ass when they deserved it, which mm -hmm. was most of the time. That's right. Fred says, how about Gary Thorne for the poll? What makes him great is his ability to generate excitement when calling a wide variety of sports. Baseball, hockey, football, he's done it all. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty good. He could have been on there, but he's not, and we're not adding any more names because one of these days we're going to be switching the poll over to the other one, whatever the other one is. Wait till you hear this, speaking of people with bad taste. No, actually, this is people with good taste. I like Wendy's. Wendy's customers will see new options on the company's frosty and burger-heavy menu. Oh, and guess what I had for lunch yesterday? Wendy's. No. Taco Bell. No. Do I get a hint? Well, you're in, you're close. Not Fast Mc food. Not McDonald's. No. Mickey D's. Okay. Uh, the anus burger with bacon and cheese. Oh, that one, yeah. On the pastry bun. You know what a pastry bun is? No. I think that's what they call it. It's really good. Too bad you guys don't have it. And they got like a special, like a um, yellow mayonnaise or something like that, or some special kind of mouse turd they put on there. Man, that thing is good. And onion and lettuce and tomato. And as usual, I ripped the lettuce off around the edges and just Schmidt canned it. Too much lettuce. That crap you were giving me the other day about, oh, iceberg lettuce, it's great. There's nothing great about lettuce. Lettuce sucks. Is that what I was saying? Anyway, the new CEO said Monday after it was formally taken over by the owner of Arby's. Arby's took over Wendy's. Oh, my God. The $2.34 billion deal in the works for years adds Wendy's International to the stable holdings of Triarch Companies Incorporated, the company controlled by billionaire investor Nelson Peltz, a part-time Palm Beach resident, no less. Roland Smith, the new chief executive of Wendy's and former CEO of Triarch, told the Associated Press he plans to rebrand the business, the number three hamburger chain behind Mickey D's and Burger King, to emphasize the freshness of its burgers and will attempt to reinvigorate the menu with new products. We fully expect to be able to position Wendy's as the... Oh, listen to this. We fully expect to be able to fully position Wendy's as the leader in quality food in the hamburger segment. Fully. As in full of... Smith said Wendy's has fallen behind in part because customers have forgotten the chain sells the only hamburger that's fresh, not frozen. He says a new ad campaign will bring that message back to the peoples. I would hope he would start to be able to re-educate the consumer in very short order. The company plans to also improve its core item menus and offer better fries, better buns, and better bacon. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest names. The best talent. It's the big dog, Joe Rose. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil, God. He's John McCain.
a strange little man knows how to survive. Kind of hunched at the shoulder, stands five foot five. Trying to hold on to the Republican's turf. Got a voice kind of sounds like Papa Smurf. He's John. He's John. He's John. John McCain. John got the nod for a candidate. Some folks said too little, too late. But when it came time to pick his VP, he chose a pretty young thing with an Eskimo hubby. He's John. He's John. He's John. John McCain. He's John. When Hurricane Gustav came to New Orleans, you can bet John McCain was there on the scene. He might not be able to raise his arms up high, but he can shoot down liberals with a gleam in his eyes. John McCain. There's some that say he might not beat Obama. Might have to leave that task to his hot VP mama. One day, years from now, by his grave, you can stand and read: At the bottom of this grave lies a wacky little man. He's John. I'm dying out here. He's John. John McCain. 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 Insane, insane McCain. 1033 at 560 WQM. How are those markets doing, baby? Keep your eye peeled on that because everybody's real nervous, man. They're all doing the green apple quick step. Dow is up 232 points. That's all you need to know. It's not continuing that precipitous slide from yesterday when it went down 777, as Eric Reed would say, or Larry Kent. So Paul, who's uh, sent me his 400th email of the morning already, at least he admitted he's full of crap. This from the American Sportscasters Hall of Fame. Well, somebody said we left off Ray Scott, which I apologize. He belonged on there. He was a drunk, but he was the uh, voice of the Green Bay Packers for 100 years. And I also think the Vikings at one, maybe once upon a time. But certainly the Packers. He was a drunk, Ray Scott. Harry was a drunk, too, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, that's all right. They said a mean drunk. Really? Yeah. During his nearly 40 years in broadcasting, the late Howard Cosell did more to popularize television sports than any other sportscaster in this century. Mr. Cosell is probably best known for his 13 years of expert commentary on ABC's Emmy Award-winning Monday Night Football. Expert commentary. In 1977, he became a commentator on ABC's Monday Night Baseball. Cosell gained worldwide recognition and fame as the voice of boxing, including most of Muhammad Ali's major bouts. Expert commentary, Paul says, you are right, I was wrong, and I apologize for doubting you and for becoming a chronic. Don't do it again, Paul. Damn it. But at least he uh, finally, you know, a lot of... And I noticed that for whatever reason, maybe it's because yesterday was such a pressure day on the markets and everybody having a nervous breakdown, but the negatory people, some of them are back today, sending me hate, like Edward. Really? <laughs> you know, these people who tell me how bad the show sucks, but they're there every day. Not only are they listening... But they're also emailing. Delete, delete. Uh, I don't even read them. As soon as I see who they're from, I just delete. Mm -hmm. Because I know. I can smell it right off the monitor. I can smell. Oh, that must be Edward and a couple of other ones. And I don't read those on the air because, see, the, the purpose of the show isn't for me to be a masochist and right. take as much abuse and punishment from a-holes as I possibly can. No. I know that surprises some of these people. Ah, oh, we're going to abuse you, you know. Screw you. So Tom Jicka, this was sent to me by the Beast yesterday. He said, not sure if you saw this. No, I did not. This is the Q&A thing, I guess, from Jicka. 
Nights without Eddie Kaplan and weekday drives without the acquired taste of Hank Goldberg on WQAM have left a dearth of any intellect, wit, and just plain fun on the radio. I guess this show we don't have any uh, intellect, wit, or just plain fun. How do you like that? Right. DR, whoever you are, please tell me, lie to me, that some AM station is going to pay the tariff and pick them up. I'm now forced to talk to my wife. Oh, poor baby. Tom says both are personal friends of mine. But as a radio listener, I miss them on the air, too, especially Ed's Friday Night Football Handicrappers. Alas, there's nothing going on with Ed. Hank just had his ESPN contract extended with additional assignments. Funny how people at the nation's most successful TV network aren't as smart as the genius who ran off Hank from WQAM, which is now the market's number two sports station. That's what Tom says. Takes a shot. A little shtuch there at your close personal buddy, Jolly Joe Fat-Ass Bell. Nice going, Tommy. How do you like that? All right. Oh, and this article that I was going to read by um, Michael Moore yesterday, but I didn't have time. Maybe I'll have time today, because I'm sure as hell not taking any calls. Oh, come on. Yeah. You think I'm going to go through that again? But it's, it's called so neurotic, much neurotic repetition. Let's just put this on tape and just keep playing me say, uh, saying the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Never again. And then every time I try it, because, oh, the audience, what well, they like to call yeah, you know something? You like vanilla ice cream, too. You like butter pecan. I don't really care what they like. I've been doing this a long time, and I know that the phone is dead. It's finished. It's a, it's a useless instrument. It's like a used condom. You throw it away. You don't try to use it again. I'm just telling you, that's my, that's my take. Yesterday, the, the, the reverend and the boyfriend mm -hmm. passing cell phones back and forth, calling on two or three different lines. And then, of course, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. And Chamba, Daron Morona Gronowski. Chamba. I'm the Chamba guy. And let me say it again. Management of this radio station has let three or four certifiably insane people take over the phone. And they can have it. Like I said, I'll be more than happy to give them Jolly Joe's home number, his cell phone number, whatever. And he gives your information out. Yeah, that's right. He sure as hell does. He gave it to Kimba Bocamper, my, my cell phone number, and then he gave the, some anonymous listener my damn email, my personal email address. Who could ever forget that? And then he tries to turn it around and blame me. Oh, only a crazy person would be so upset. No, only an irresponsible person would be giving out people's private information. Only someone totally, manifestly irresponsible like fat-ass Jolly Joe Bell, who has no respect for any of us who work in this damn place. None. When the boss has no respect for you, then you know you've got real problems. George. But you got your bonus. Yes, I did last month. George got his bonus. Oh! All right. It's about time we had some good news. Boy, it is dank and murky here today. Is it? It's not looking good. It's, oh. uh, it's pishy here today, too. It rained overnight, and it mm -hmm. looks really right. murky. You know what I mean by murky? Right. Gray and nasty. Woo! Let me take a look and see what the temperature is, because I know Castronova is concerned. Oh, it's only uh, 61. And only going to make it to like 64 today. Not good. Starting to get to that time, you know. Pretty soon there will be like ice and snow, and you'll be sending more of them uh, cleats for my feet. I still have mm -hmm. those sitting around here somewhere. Good. What are those things? What do you call them? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I call them uh, 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 chains for your shoes. Steel-belted uh, steel belted radials. No, they're uh, they're like uh, rubber bands with steel coils around them, so you don't slip and fall. Oh, I want to slip and fall. Do you? Sure. <laughs> Twenty-one before eleven at five sixty WQAM. The best deals on the most comfortable mattresses on earth are just one easy phone call away at one eight hundred mattress. Now featuring the new 
Sealy Posturepedic lineup, which eliminates tossing and turning by improving circulation to relieve 95% of your body's pressure points. In sleep studies, Americans toss and turn up to 80 times per night. 1-800-MATTRESS has got no stores, and that means lower overhead, and they pass enormous savings on to you. 1-800-MATTRESS is South Florida's largest Sealy dealer, with same-day delivery whenever you choose, when it's convenient for you, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., weekends, holidays, even on Rosh Hashanah, baby, even on Yom Kippur, even on Ramadan. And, of course, all with the famous 1-800-MATTRESS 30-day in-home comfort trial. So just do what I've been doing for a very long time. What everybody at QM is doing, call today or find the blue 1-800-MATTRESS web banner on WQM.com and click it to chat instantly with an expert sleep consultant. You can ask questions, get information, even complete a sale. So call the one and only Dial-A-Mattress or go to their website, theallnewmattress.com. Here's that number, 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S. It stands for Stupendous Sensational Savings. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest names. The best talent. It's the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich. Afternoons, 4 to 7. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports, sports leader. leader. Howard David's a bitch. Ten forty four at five sixty WQAM. Dow is up two hundred and some odd. Two eighty one, boy, almost three hundred points. How do you like that? Okay, I great. The, I like it a lot. I like it I a lot. I thought that the markets were just going to collapse all around the world. That's if what they, they didn't told pass us. That bailout yesterday, and that what they said. Mm-hmm. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. See, I don't have any sympathy for people who invest in the stock market because I already did that. It was a bad, bad mistake, and I, I will never do it again. Burn me once, you know, I'm a schmuck. Burn me twice, I deserve to be dead. Which some of the emailers this morning, that would make them very happy. Retire! Retire! What are you going to do then, Eddie? Retire! And then this uh, Paul Tuchus, or whatever his name is, Tuchus. <laughs> this guy keeps sending me the same thing. Joe, Joe Tuchus. I guess he expects that if he sends it a hundred times, I'll read it. I'm not going to read it. His treatise on who's to blame for the uh, economic meltdown and the bailout bill and uh, all this other crap. Here's the poll again. Let's see. Ray, who's chronic. Ray says, Mo was terrible on the radio, except when he called football for Westwood One. He was excellent on uh, Monday Night Football on radio. He was a one-trick pony, but nevertheless. Why, why can't you give credit? Okay, we don't like him. Do, do, we do, do, hate do, him do, like poison. Do, do, he was do, do, the, do, do, the worst do, 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 register do, 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 do. I've ever been around in my life. An evil person, subhuman, but he did a hell of a job on uh, Monday Night Football. Dolphins, he was already uh, he was done. He was already finished by the time they stuck him on there. Am I right, Fat Chris? Yeah, what I've actually wondered, 
did he like he had a great voice? He wrote the whole thing. No, he what? Um, he had a great voice for you know play by play, and he sounded good. But I was like, I after I started listening to him do the Dolphins and seeing how much he screwed up, like with like the wrong players and stuff like that. I was wondering, does he do the same thing on Monday Night Football? I just didn't realize. No, he did not. Players. No, he was great. I used to listen to him all the time on Monday Night Football on the radio. So then, what were you wondering? Like, but I was like listening to the radio, so I'm not actually watching. Whereas when I was watching the Dolphins, I'd watch the game and listen to him, and like I'd see one guy make a tackle and he would call somebody else. Was he doing the same thing on the other on the Monday Night Radio? And I just didn't know that because I didn't know the other teams or not. So in other words, you don't want to give him any credit. No, he he sounded great, and I had no problem with him until I saw that he was like you know calling the wrong players with Dolphins. Let me ask you this question: What difference does it make? Who cares? Well, I mean, if you're listening to play-by-play, -play, you kind of want to know... Who cares? ...the actuality. Who gives a crap? I care. So Joe Schmidt's on the sideline, and Van Patrick says, and a great tackle by Joe uh, Schmidt. He's not even on the field. Exactly. Every tackle that the Lions' the defense made was made by Joe Schmidt, if you listen to Van Patrick. Maybe he had a Joe Schmidt blow-up doll. I don't know. Joe was a really ugly guy. I don't know. And then again, so was Van Patrick. He was a big, big, fat guy. Now he's dead. That's what happens to big, fat guys. They die. In fact, as we go down this list on the poll, I'll tell you the big fat guys and the drunks. Ray, now, why did you put Ray Scott on there? I told you no additions. Oh, I apologize. I'll have it taken off. What's wrong with you? No, don't don't take it off. Just leave it there. It's got a zero. Oh! Who is or was the greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time? And isn't it sad that you have to, in South Florida, such a bastion of sports expertise, you have to explain to the public what a play-by-play -play announcer is? God! I just never heard of such a thing. All the time when we take these polls, they answer the question they want. They never uh, understand it, unless it's something really simple. Did and you, even do, then, do your kids recall this now in conversations? Oh, they David? remember everything. Oh my God, where's some play-by-play? Play. Oh, there's a commercial break on there. Here's a better look at it. Here, no chance for Toscala. A perfect deflection by White, right into the, off the post and in to get the Blues. An nice early going, lead. Ian. Ian stuck it in his own net. Nice going, baby. You're done. He's okay, Ian White. He looks pretty good to me. Who is or was the greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time? Keith Jackson is winning. That in and of itself is enough to make me want to jump right off the balcony. I just can't deal with it. Keith Jackson, 105 votes. Al Michaels, 85. It's not even close. Kurt Gowdy, 71. Harry Carey, 69. That's just... I mean, Keith Jackson, way above Harry Carey. I just, I wonder... Uh... That really will frost my ass a little bit. I don't blame you. Mel Allen, 62. Vin Scully, 61. Marv Albert, 51. Rick Weaver, 37. And, of course, I've been remiss. The fans beginning to blow the, blow the, uh, blow the play selection... Pat Summerall, 36. Bob Prince, 25. Oh, yeah, somebody uh, sends me an email. Who was the guy who did the Pirates games? Who was the guy who did the Pirates games? Is know. that pathetic or what? Mm -hmm. Bob Prince, 25. Red Barber, 20. The old redhead. Overrated. Dan Kelly, 16. Skip Carey, 14. Ernie Harwell, 12. He should have a lot more than that. Foster Hewitt, 11. Johnny Most, 10. Dick Enberg, 9. Danny Gallivan, 8. With his cannonading shot and his scintillating save and his other BS. Frog. Joe Bowen, four. John Miller, four. Van Patrick, four. Rick Jenneret, only three. Oh, what you people know about play-by-play -play sportscasters, I could put in a thimble and have room for Joyce and Jolly Joe's ass in there. 
Jack Quinlan all of a sudden got three votes. I guess that's because the sympathy vote, because I said he got killed by a car. He did. Fred Cusick, two. Van Miller, two. Bill Hewitt, two. Bob Cole, one. And Ray Scott's got the big oh. drunk. Oh, I forgot to mention the fat people on the list. What difference does it make? Right. And, and you know something? When you come right down to it, who knows how fat they were when they died? Am I right? Skip mm-hmm. Carey was fat. Van Patrick was humongous. Huge. Rick Jenneret used to be gigantic. He lost a lot of weight. He still weighs about 800 pounds. He's great, Rick Jenneret. He's got three votes on the pool. Oh, we know our sports in South Florida, Neil. Yeah, right. Give me a break. A, uh, just a wasteland. Just a vast wasteland. Even the alligators have moved out. Unbelievable. Michael says, the video of your appearance with Gilbert cackling in the background is fantastic. Do you have any other video clips of you doing a live show? No. Could you please tape any other upcoming events for those of us who can't make it to your live appearance? Oh, yeah, we'll tape uh, them all. Yeah, okay. We'll tape them all. <laughs> all none of them. Oh! Yeah. What a joke. By the way, everybody should check that out, though, I would think. Wouldn't you? Yeah. If they're a fan, sure. Here's one from, well, what do you mean a fan? They, today they all hate. I Some see. of them like you, but they still hate me. Yeah, I used to be good 100 years ago, they say, but, you know. But I'm still showing up here every day because I can use the money. I might just actually put on my clothes and go off to Woodbine again today and give them back the 2,000, I won last night. I don't think so, though. I'm on a roll. Good. Hit that three grand on Friday, 2,300 last night. I've always, almost got some real money in my wallet. How do you like that? Wow. Not too many people can say that these days, now that the sky is falling. On Rosh Hashanah, you see, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And you notice yesterday was era of Rosh Hashanah. It didn't happen until sundown last night. And so the Goyim dragged the market down, even though Barney Fagg was there bellyaching and protesting and screaming and yelling and carrying on. He was good. And now that sundown came, now you notice the markets have gone back up because mm-hmm. the Lord stayed, the Lord got involved again. The Lord. Oh, God. The good Lord. Steve says, I recently watched the following movies I hadn't viewed in years. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, John Justice for All, and Network. Aside from The Godfather, of course, these are three of the greatest movies of all time. I would agree with that. Network, a movie made 30 years ago, that perfectly describes the situation today about television news and the mainstream media. It resonates louder and sounds truer today than it did when the movie was made. I would agree with that. He says, how can George not like this movie? Excuse me? He says, how can George not like this movie? But I love you anyways, George. We can't be right on everything. He's got me confused with Josh Cordes, obviously. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off right in the middle of the set. Howard Beale is God, says uh, Steve. Let's make a deal and get the chalk lines from the other ones. Um, of course, classics. They don't make films like these no more. So who said this? Steve, some uh, emailer. Like I know who this is. This some anonymous emailer. Okay. Are you getting uptight about it? Yep. Got Why? My, got my knickers in a twist now. How can you not like network? Whoever said I didn't like network? Oh, would you stop? It's some it's some guy with an email here, okay? At least I know. He spent a lot of time writing uh, two long paragraphs. As far as the debate last week, I love how McCain was name-dropping every chance he got during the foreign policy part of it regarding all the countries he's been to and leaders he's met. It's amazing how someone so traveled doesn't have a diplomatic bone in his body. Do these countries realize that the uh, 
something is in. I can't. It's chopped the, off. The fix? I'm just guessing now. Maybe that's what it says. We'll, have, we'll continue to go into countries and make war when we feel like it, regardless of the intelligence or information that is gathered or lack thereof. There will be no talks or diplomacy with insane McCain, much like he wouldn't even look at or borderline acknowledge that Obama was a few feet from him on stage. So another four years of the last date, this time Iran waits us if people are stupid enough to vote for this wrong choice again. I'm a maverick. I'm the decider. What's the difference? None. Same old crap. Love your show, Neil, says Steve. Well, at least Steve is happy, as opposed to retire. Ah. Just a wasteland, a sump pump, an out, uh, just a gigantic outdoor septic tank that is called South Florida. And when people send me emails or any kind of correspondence and they say we, uh, they got out, you can, you can smell the happiness on the page. You can is smell it. Is that what I'm smelling? Well, you smell something. Glenn says, go to sunsentinel.com and do entertainment news. I didn't find it. Title is Glenn Back Back on WID. Footy shown the door. Happy Jew Year, says Glenn. Happy Jew Year to you, Glenn. I think he's a goy. Glenn Beck is back on. Oh, yeah, another all right wing all day on IOD. All ultra right wing. And Glenn Beck, of course, certifiably crazy. Crazy person. Another Tampa, another uh, Tampa reject. Just amazing to me. But nevertheless, just keep plodding right along. You know what I mean? What do you mean? In a shattering new interview, Stephen Spoonamore goes into harrowing detail about the Bush regime's election fraud past, present, and if we don't spread the word right now to, to come. Since he's the only whistleblower out there who knows the perps themselves and knows how they operate, we have to send this piece far and wide that says, Here Spoon tells us that McBush's team, Carl Rove and his Hench persons have the plan in place to steal this next election by 51.2% of the popular vote and three electoral votes. He also talks about the major role played by the Christianist far right in the electronic rigging of the vote. And he defines our electronic voting system as a major threat to U.S. national security, calling for it to be junked as soon as possible in favor of a hand-counted paper ballot. Since Spoon is a Republican and erstwhile McCain supporter, as well as a noted specialist in nosing out computer fraud, his testimony is essential. Not only for its expertise, but no less for the impact that his views will surely have on those Republicans who've been loath to see what Bush and company has done to our election system. The fifth name, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest names, the best talent. Are you sure? You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This is Neil Rogers. This is your brain. Any questions? It's the best kept secret in fast food, and David Caruso must protect it. CSI. KFC. What do we got? Well, Horatio, the colonel has trusted us with his secret recipe. I hope no one steals it. Then we'll just have to be sure there's no foul play. David Caruso does chicken right on CSI KFC. Good news, Horatio. The guys who tried to steal the recipe are now facing the electric chair. I guess the only question now is original or extra crispy? It's drama by the bucket tonight on CSI KFC. Oh, I can't wait that David Caruso, he really does it for me. Nah.
That's another example of uh, somebody who's extraordinarily popular, and I just can't figure it out. Can you tell me what his appeal is? No, although... Is he a good uh, actor? Does he, he look good? He's, he... he's not as good as he thinks he is, because as soon as he went off that show and tried to pursue, you know, like a movie career, yeah, it he bombed. Yeah. El Flapo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and guess what? Talk about being a bunch of sadists at CNN. Guess who was on before Wolf Blitzkrieg finally uh, showed up? I'm I don't know, he... Rick Sanchez. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Here, the world, the market is dropping precipitously. Well, he's your market expert, don't you know? Oh, yeah. And there's the hysterical, hyperventilating Ricky Ticky Sanchez on there on CNN yesterday afternoon. I just couldn't believe it. The Dow's up 245. Down here into the canyons of Wall Street. I talked with uh, one mother and her uh, nine-year-old daughter. Uh, she wanted to show her youngster a uh, little Richard bit of Wall Street after what happened. And it certainly already You're going to burn in hell, her, Dick. And it will have an impact on her daughter, too. Jewish boy like Richard Roth working on Rosh Hashanah. I mean, I'm working on Rosh Hashanah, but I'm going to burn in hell anyway. So what difference does it make? That's right. Plus, you want me to be here today. Unless you want to do the rest of the show. No, thank you. I can go to Woodbine right Bad now. That's enough. It's I'm great. doing that show it's on a murky, cloudy day. I don't think I'm going today. All right. I'll, I'll let the fat Chris decide for me. Think about <laughs> really? it. Really? What? Oh, I'm easy, <laughs> you like, know. Is he like a magic eight ball? Shake him and see you what know, he this says? This is what cracks me up about <laughs> lifeless people. I got an email the other day, which I didn't even waste my time reading on the air. Please tell us what an, and I've had these before, tell me what an average day is like for you. <laughs> yeah. A day like in when life. you get up, do you brush your teeth first? That's right. Take, take a big dump, a joist, uh, well, you know. Please take them through it in detail. Would you post a blog about it? An average day. Yeah. <laughs> an average day for me is whatever the hell I want it to be. That, that's what it is. I know. That's what single men without families are. That's exactly that's what it right. is. That's right. That's right. Now you, you're thinking. And you go, I wonder what I'll do today, and it'll yeah, be up to me entirely. Like summer yeah. schedule when I only work two uh -huh. days a week. Wow. It is sensational. Gee, Maybe I'll sleep in this morning. Right. Maybe I'll walk like over here. Like on the weekends when I get up early to go to Woodbine, yeah. which your fat uh, Chris doesn't like it. But nevertheless. Whatever. I set the alarm for like 4.30 or 5 in the morning, and then when it goes off, uh, either I get up and go, or maybe I push it ahead another hour. Maybe I just go back to sleep. Whatever I want. Freedom. Freedom is a beautiful thing. Remember when we used to have freedom in America? No. Fred and Boca really pisses me off. He said, Howard Cosell was a bald-headed fart. <laughs> yeah, and? Well, I mean, I, I don't doubt that. And, of course, you know, Dave Johnson hated him like Oh, Chris. I know. They What's that about? Did he, ever say, did he ever say what that was all about? Why that... Um... He just hated him. He was a nasty, miserable person. It's like asking, why did we hate Mo? You know, it's the same kind of thing. But, by the same token, professionally, Howard Cosell was way ahead of his time. He actually opened up a mouth and said things that other people were scared, schmidtless to say. And when he talked about the jockocracy and about these dumb jocks taking over sports and sports casting, he was right on target. And look what it's degenerated into today. Everybody who ever wore a jockstrap is a broadcaster. They're in the booth. They're in the booth. We got an 80-man booth. Shirley booth. John Wilkes booth. So you can knock Howard Cosell all you want. He was, uh, he was you know, he was what he was. Don't forget, when we get to a May, if we live that long, when Dave Johnson calls in for the Derby, we'll have a conversation about Howard Cosell. He gets wild when I bring that name up. He was always uh, working on those telecasts for the Derby, you know, on ABC, Howard Cosell. He's dead. He had a nasty hairpiece. I'm trying to think of what, well, I don't know which one it was, but there was one year when the hairpiece nearly flew off. It was a windy day at the track. And his hairpiece was like like side saddle, you know what I mean? It would like slip down on the side of his head, kind of. Yeah. 
A lot of dippy I, bet, I, bet you, I bet you in the truck they were laughing their ass off. A lot of greasy were... kid stuff. Now, speaking of ice cream, which I didn't have any ice I had a good day yesterday. Good. I really did. Good. I had, Although I did, now I will say this, I, I do eat that pastry bun when I go to Mickey D's and get that burger. All right. The anus burger with the uh, um, bacon and Listen, cheddar. Listen, I'm a big fan of bread, so I can understand that. Pastry bun. That sounds incredible. I want it really, some. It really is. I want some right same now. Old nasty I'm hungry. Bun that you get in all the burgers at Mickey D's. It's a. It's like a. Right. They call it a pastry. I don't know how to describe it. I'm hollishing for Rosh Hashanah. I want a pastry bun right now. Trafe. So bacon with cheddar. Are you Ooh, kidding me? Trafe. That's right. And bacon. Yeah. Oh my God. That's great. I'm gonna have a lobster. Can't get look more at it. Porky than that. Stick some lobster on. Baruch Vezmir. Oh God. Who's kidding whom? Neil, have you or George tried fried apples ice cream? No. I've never heard of it. Sounds compelling. Sounds interesting. It says it's very good. I love it. The fried bits of apples make it very interesting. Like you said, try it. You might like it. Thanks for the great show, Neil. You and George are the man. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we the man. You and me. By the way, Neil, did you hack my computer? Ever since the last picture of me I sent you, I haven't been able to send you any more. Just kidding. <laughs> Windows Live Mail program doesn't work right now since I installed Internet Explorer 8 Beta 2. I don't know, please. It says I might have to wait for the final version of Internet Explorer 8 to be released to get that problem fixed or just uninstall Internet Explorer Beta 2 right now. That's what I'll try. Good luck to me. Oh, who, why do we care about all your technical computer problems? I mean, I don't want to sound insensitive, but do we care? No, no. And then somebody says, how about Mel Allen? How about that? How about Mel? He's on there. He ought to be a lot higher on the list, but he was... Oh, God! No, he was... Yay, yay. Well, same difference. How's Mel doing? Let me take a look. We got 765 vote. Mel's got... He's in the fifth place, right on Harry Carey's ass. He's got 66 votes. And Keith Jackson continues to lead. What is wrong with you people? Keith Jackson, with that corn pone accent, that... Oh, my God. Keith freaking Jackson. Now, I'm sure we've got some bits in here, some Keith Jackson stuff, don't we? No? We do. We have to. I don't know what it's under, though. No. I, I've got some recent here, but I don't want to hear I don't want to hear Keith Jackson. Dennis says, have you heard about this ad which is being snail-mailed here in Florida as well as other states? It seems to be a combination of Republican and Zionist joint effort to elect McCain by scaring the public about terrorism. Oh, my God. Talking about that obsession thing? Well, we'll get to it. Okay. This is about an ad campaign to enlist citizens to take action against what they're calling Islamic fundamentalists. Yes. But surely points to a more sinister goal. They're using the same methods as Fox TV to manipulate the public. Yeah, it's that the DVD they keep putting in the papers. Including the Herald and the Sun Sentinel, by the right. way. Shame on you. Shame on you putting a bunch of ultra-right-wing propaganda in there. That's right. One newspaper in North Carolina refused to uh, put that stuff in their rag. Well, good for them. Yeah, they deserve an award. I received this a few days ago, Dennis says, here in Seminole, Florida, next to St. Pete. I followed up on Google and found several websites associated with this. It appears the focus is to enlist grassroots. It's called Obsession, which he doesn't have in there. That's what it's called. The Clarion Fund, which uh, mm -hmm. claims to be nonpartisan, but they just happen to endorse McCain. Right. It's just, uh, it says, this was a shocking thing to receive in the mail. I feel, felt like I was being solicited by the KKK, and I'm Jewish, so the whole thing is quite uncomfortable. The ad is a highly sophisticated, graphically-based fold-out with a DVD. 
They also want you to donate money to help them organize against their fear campaign. There are several places online that are behind this one. One is the Clarion Fund. Yeah, I've been talked about that at length. Listeners since the early 80s, but when I moved out of the area, lost you. Luckily, I hooked you up, looked you up on the web and have been able to listen online the last six months. I download the archive of the day when I can. Oh, and then that same goofball in New Orleans is belly aching. Oh, the last hour wasn't on there again. Well, blah, 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 blah. you know, that Gary in New Orleans. That guy gives me, he gives me roids bad in my rectum. God, can't stand it. And no matter how much I talk about uh, him bugging off, he just won't do it. I mean, at least that Paul guy, when he made a mistake about Howard Cosell, he res- and they very seldom do that. When they make a mistake, they just vanish. Remember how it used to be with the faxes, same crap? Mm-hmm. And you'd have them right by the short hairs. You know, you're wrong, you're full of crap. Oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, then after you'd prove it, you'd read something like out of uh, Wikipedia or something to prove that they didn't know what they were talking about, and then they would just disappear, as opposed to having at least having a little bit of class like Paul, whatever the guy's name was, that chronic, who said, yeah, you're right and I'm wrong. Howard Cosell was not a play-by-play guy. He was a blow-by-blow guy. That's boxing. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. He was, he was great at that. He was very good. So that guy, that Fred and Boca, who said he was a, what do you say, a bald-headed old fart? I'm a bald-headed old fart, too. And how do you like that, Fred and Boca? Mo Howard David, the voice of the Jets, was a bald-headed old fart. I wonder how he did, uh, what, how his work was with the Jets. Evidently, I guess, not, not all that good. <laughs> Biggest names. The Based best on the results. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest name. The best talent. It's the DHO. Weeknights from 8 to 11. You're on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Grab my junior, honey. This is Keith Jackson on special assignment, trying to get a word with New York Yankee Jason Giambi. While the team sucked, Jason seems to be back to old form. Is it because it's his contract year? Is he trying to suck more money out of a team and then arrive and be horrible like he was for most of the time he was with the Yankees? Here comes Jason Giambi. Hey, Jason, to what do you attribute your amazing comeback this year? I'm just Is it because you're back on the juice? No, I... Did you mean to grow a mustache? Or did the hair simply grow because of all the substances you've been pouring into your body? I resent... Jason Giambi, answer this question. If you didn't have the mustache, do you think you'd be able to hit the ball? It's all... I know you shaved the mustache, Jason. I know that's what you were going to say. But what I'm talking about is, while you had the mustache, you were on an awesome tear. Do you think it had anything to do with the hair under your lip? Absolutely. Jason, do you grow other hair all over your body uncontrollably? Please answer a question. I'm not sure why you're stuttering. Is it because you're nervous? Maybe if you... Are you intimidated by the man in the Golden Century 21 blazer who's more than twice your age asking you the tough questions? I'm going to... That's what I thought, Jason. If you can't answer the tough questions, you can't play for the New York Yankees, can you? You Hey, did you think the New York Yankees would be so horrible this year? I... This is Keith Jackson. You heard it right from the mouth. And the former hairy lip of New York Yankees. Jason Jumbe. Oh, Keith Jackson. Oh, brother. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like Keith Jackson, but the greatest sportscaster of all time? <laughs> the greatest blow-by-blow, play-by-play? Now, somebody says, um, your list is missing Lindsey Nelson, and not by accident either. Lindsey Nelson was awful. He also had a lot of flashy sport coats, you know, like Bob Prince, only he wasn't no Bob Prince or Don Cherry. Lindsey Nelson sucked. 
Also, it says it's about time for you to make another trip to Las Vegas, says Craig in Palm Beach. No, Craig. Sorry. Don't you love people when they tell me how to run my life and where to go? I mean, you know, some people love to tell us where to go. And one day we probably will. Yeah. I'm going. Peter, who is a fellow Canandaigua Academy alum. But not from my class, though, obviously, Peter. Probably younger. Because, you know, one thing about when you get old like me, everybody's younger. Unless you're in South Florida, when no matter how old you are, everybody's oh, yeah. older. See, and, and let me just give you a little piece of information mm-hmm. for you young whippersnappers under 100. Mm-hmm. And that is when you get, unless you've got, like, physical infirmities, you know, you have a tough time walking or you've got, you know, a hearing problem or whatever, you don't you don't feel like you're like an old man. You know what I mean? Right. You don't feel like an old goat. I, I feel like about, I don't know, 45. Okay. You know what I mean? Good. I, I, I'd like to feel something. Keep walking. I do. Good. In fact, just, just from the machine, what I do is I put my jacket on the back of the, they don't have the cups anymore because there are no coins. You used to put the cup on the chair to save your machine. So I put my jacket on the back of the machine. I make sure I have a couple of credits left in the machine. And then I go walk to the tea room, which is a long, long walk. And then, of course, you got to walk back. And then walking to the parking lot and back. That may not right. sound like a lot, but it's more walking in one trip to Woodbine than I would do in a year in South Florida. I'd, right. I'd be dead already. I'd be dead. Probably. 190 on the scale this morning. Now, that's not great, but it's also not so bad. It's better than the 240 I was lugging around at IOD. Wow. Like what? in that video, is that what you uh, weighed? That well, I don't know, that, that particular video, I don't know. I don't your think neck I was, was fatter than your torso. Fat neck? Yeah. Was I like Walt No Neck Williams? I had a big, oh, I was a thick neck. Yeah, I wouldn't say no neck. You had uh, nothing but neck. All neck. Mm-hmm. But not red. With just eyes on top of it. No red neck. And, and a neck yeah. with eyes, that's good. That's like an ass with eyes. Then at least you can see where you're, when you're sitting down. <laughs> You wouldn't be sitting on no mung or something. Or I had a line, gun, but you know? uh, we'll, we'll just... Don't use it. We'll pass right on it. by, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, not wanting to hear it. Peter from uh, Canandaigua Academy says, probably too late to add to the list, but as a kid I used to listen to Chuck Thompson doing Oriole games from WBAL. My, still my all-time favorite. And let me tell you, oh, Pete in Tampa. And let me tell you, Pete in Tampa, Chuck Thompson was not only a great broadcaster, he was a good guy, too. When I worked at, uh, um, what was it, J&O in Palm Beach, 1975, well, of course, back in those days, the, um, was it the Orioles? I don't know who the hell it was. Well, anyway, the Braves played their exhibition games in West Palm. And he was there to broadcast one of those games, I guess maybe for the Orioles. And uh, I met him in the, at the stadium, and he was just a great guy. Sat and talked and talked and talked. I met him in the uh, freebie food lounge, whatever they call that. What do they call that? You they know, can they have the free the, for the broadcast. Oh, yeah, the, um, the hospitality tent. Yeah, I like that. And he was a really good guy, Chuck Thompson. I'll tell you who else I met and was a really good guy, even though everybody in the business hated him, and he could have been on the list too, uh, is Milo Hamilton. Boy, when he was with the White Sox and Harry was there, they hated each other like poison is what everybody has said. I've read it. I'd be reading it. Hated each other. Milo. Milo was good. He did the Braves. He did the White Sox. Milo was a really good broadcaster and a good guy. Did an interview with him on JNO. Boy, those were the days, man. That was quite a year, 1975. I weighed 168 pounds then. I had lost 100 pounds in a year. And then you know what happened? He died? I found it. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if Milo Hamilton is dead or alive. I don't know. Harry's still dead. 
Tim in Miami says, I don't know how you did it when you called the Hurricane baseball games, but play-by-play announcers in football often rely on spotters to identify the players involved in a certain play. That's correct. We don't have spotters in baseball. If you need spotters to do a baseball game, you've got real tourists. You're blind as a bat. Maybe Mo had bad spotters. Or the earpiece and his hairpiece were fighting with one another. <laughs> that might have been it. Maybe the earpiece kept falling out of the hairpiece. I don't know. Only Mo knows. Tim says. Good point, Tim. Excellent. Boy, the emails are really pouring in today. And you trying to get me to take calls again today? Shame on you. Shame oh, on you. Please and shame, take some and calls. Shame on me if I listen to you. Shame like, on me. They like the calls. If you oh, listen I to see. me, if you well, we don't have any calls at the moment. What? <laughs> Nothing, man. I just I don't know when you make stuff up. You should send me a script. And why in the didn't morning. you like Network? What did you have against that movie? Oh, it was just I awful. Thought that, I, I thought that's right up there with this Godfather. Steve guy needs to email me a script too, so I can uh, say the things he thinks I said. Oh, stop! You always this is your same routine all the time. What? You're, this this you're is the thing you started. You do it continuously. Of putting words in your mouth. I you never put anything in your mouth. Lie like a some bitch. You say the opposite of you everything what he just that I said, said. Chris, he said I'm a son of a bitch. Yes. Uh-huh. A lying, skeeving and one. And Chris is agreeing with you. Yeah, he knows. He hears it. <laughs> that was pretty weak, that uh, Keith Jackson bit. Uh, the bit was uh, all right, except the Keith Jackson voice was very weak. I- I'm sure we have one in uh, the thing somewhere there. Is it under Jackson? I don't I don't know. Oh, not Jack in the Box. I don't I'm play not those. playing that. Jackass. Jackie, uh, Joe Jackie Bale. Mm-hmm. As in the fable... The ugly duckling grew into a swan. Well, what did that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Jackpot! Boy, I haven't played those. And, of course, here's our favorite Jackie Bales one. Jimmy Carter's looking for a miracle. The former president is trying to push puss in Bosnia. Wow. WQAM. There you go. Okay. Reach over and shut it off. What, you wanted to call? That's right. That's what I wanted. That was Eddie, 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 Eddie. They miss the calls. They want the calls. They like to hear you interacting. I with the dollars. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I ain't gonna. Here's the way the poll is setting up right now. Now, how you? Th- uh, oh, we'll get a thousand votes on this easy. Am I right, Chris? Yeah, I think so. Because generally, the barometer is if we get uh, over 800 by noon, then we can get those thousand votes. If we're not at least over 800. But we got 774 already, and it's only 1124. And there's old McCain. 794. Uh, that are energy efficient and are not dependent on the cost. We got almost 800, and it's not even 1130 yet. That's our goal. And my friends, we can. How could anybody possibly even look at him and say, this man is going to be our next president with that bimbo he found in a shopping mall somewhere? As vice president, a heartbeat away from this dying old man? Who wants to bomb the Russians and the Iranians and the North Koreans and uh, Canada and uh, everybody? Hey, did you get that email I sent you? About what? About the Glenn Beck article. Oh. There's not much really to it, though. Well, why why do I need an article? Am I not the guy who uh, told everybody? Yeah. What is it under? Where did you send it to? Uh, Yahoo. Oh, I'm not going to be. You think I'm going to be looking at that? I got all these important emails on here, and I'm going to be looking at Yahoo. Let me just tell you something about Yahoo. Yahoo email sucks. I get the same spam with these damn uh, soft Cialis and soft Viagra and hard penis and all this other stuff from the same idiots over it. Here's one right now from Boykin Gross. It's pretty gross. And you click on spam, and it doesn't. they don't filter it out. They don't filter it out. So where's the article, Chris? 
Sent oh, you a it's link. a link. Yeah. It's a link. That really stink when you... Oh, it's uh, Footy Gets the Boot. It's Tom Jicka. It's a good article. Thank you very much, Fat Chris. You're Let me click welcome. and print it out. I can't believe that Tom Jicka actually discovered something that's going on. Now, I shouldn't say that. There was a nice shot he took at Joe Bell. That was good, Tom. Didn't mention his name. He didn't have to. Ripped him an ass. And how can Bill Hewitt be tied for last place with Van Miller, Fred Cusick, and Bob Cole on our poll? You people have no soul. My God. That, that's because most of these people are like yahoos. They never got out. They never were anywhere. What happened to all the people from the north and the Midwest? Jim Gordon should have been on there, too. He was a great uh, Rangers announcer on uh, in New York. And what about Sam Rosen? Who? I say let's start it all over again. Good plan. Well, we better do the break, though, and then we can read about uh, Footy Got Canned. He got the can. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest name. The best talent. It's the Big O. Orlando Altagari. Captain Salad. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yeah. The sports leader. Neil God. Hi, I'm Mac. And I'm Barack. My running mate is the governor of the giant state of Alaska. My running mate is a senator. Of the small state of Delaware. My VP choice likes to shoot moose. Well, mine likes to shoot off his mouth. My running mate is a smoking hot former beauty queen named Sarah. My running mate is an old white guy with hair plugs named uh, Joe. Ha <laughs> I win. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm not having time to uh, print all these uh, great things out. And Tom Jicka, the responses to the article are what's the best. About footsie? Oh, really? Is are, are people upset? No. Well, a couple of them are. I wouldn't be surprised if he sent them in. Okay, let me let me get to it. This email thing, boy, just a lot of work. Too much like work, as opposed to sitting back and punching up those lines. Eddie, 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 Eddie. Eddie. If you give me that crap again about the public wants the calls. <laughs> Eight hundred three votes on our poll. Let's see. Milo Hamilton is still doing the Houston Astro games. He and Skip Carey and Ernie Johnson were what made the Braves into America's team on Channel 17 on WTBS. Ernie Johnson sucked. And he kept retiring and retiring. Then they would bring him back, and he would be on some other. Oh. It says, no more America's team. Braves are left with a bunch of boob broadcasters. Is that a shot at the, the Bookster? Chip is no chip off the uh, Carey block. Chip Carey, says Fred and Queerwater. Nothing wrong with Chip Perry. He's no uh, Skip, and he's certainly no Harry, but then again, who is? Larry says, thanks for setting us straight about Howard Cosell. I'm not a sports fan, but when I was little, whippersnapper, that's what I thought he did on football night. No, that's not what he did on football night. He sat and commentated, and he interacted with uh, Dandy Don. Turn out the lights, the parties. And, of course, Frank Gifford, who was semi-literate at best. Another classic example. That must have just really pained Cosell. Having to work with Gifford, who was so inarticulate and did the play-by-play. He was just a dullard. He was to uh, Monday Night Football what Kimba Bocamper is to the world. A dullard. Tom Jicka says, footy gets the boot. The footy show is no mo. WIOD has reversed the decision of a year ago. Glenn Beck is back in the nine-named noon spot he occupied till last September when he was replaced by the return of John Footy Cross to Daily Radio. I wonder if Footy is cross about it, you think? 
That's bad. Footy, one of the good guys in the business, had been retired after 32 years as morning host on Y100 May of 2006. The demise of the footy show, an unfocused mishmash of humor, current events, and interviews with local boring newsmakers, marks the... De- now, that's his word. Jacob puts that. With local boring newsmakers, marks the departure of the last locally hosted program on WIOD. Syndicated. Open up a pot and put something cheap and crappy on. The same right-wing nonsense. WIOD program director, Kern Charles, who put footy on, said he rooted for the show. Footy is a true pro and he gave it his best, but the ratings just weren't there. And if you think they're going to be there now with uh, syndicated Glenn Dreck, you're dreaming, Ken Charles. Who are you kidding, man? You're so full of crap. Oh, Neil is the uh, gold standard of talk radio. Uh, yeah, right. I told you they wouldn't put me on here. And now just before the election, five weeks before the election to the day, you notice they're loading up with the right-wing propaganda because that's cheap channel. Elsewhere on local radio, Power 96 has extended the contract of its popular morning DJ, Laz Mendez, through August 2010. DJ Laz. Nice calling, DJ Laz, whoever you are. Did I ever meet him? I don't think so. Maybe. You've seen guy? him in the halls. He's a very good guy. Yep. Does he look good? The pimp with the limp. You, oh, would, you, you, would, you wouldn't think so. Oh. Well, I'm not, I'm not asking what I think, so I'm just, just asking an objective answer. That's all. He's not my type either. <laughs> but I bet you Clarence has got the hots for him. No, I don't think he plays games. Hey, Clarence. You fairy. Oh, DJ Lance? Correct. Now, there's 8 million comments. Uh, should I read some of these? Some of them are kind of funny. I'm glad Glenn is back. I don't agree with Footy politically. Oh, I see. That's right. Footy was uh, that, That's why they took him off the air. He was to the left of Attila the Hun. Tom, I'm not surprised to hear about the demise of Footy. His show wasn't interesting. His vocal talent wasn't very good. After listening to him for a few weeks, I knew it would be a matter of time. Same goes for Jim DeFeedy at WFTL. Hurrah, back to boring, redundant, conservative drug addicts. Can you say satellite radio because South Florida radio stinks, says Olga. Posted by Uncle Neil just wet himself with laughter, it says. If anyone has not noticed, it was not that footy is bad at all. WIOD 610 and WINZ 940 are run by the same company in clowns. They've slowly but surely replaced all the independent thinkers the last two months. Gone are the likes of Dave Lamont and Nicole Sandler, who are both far and away better than the racist Imus and the wacko Beck. It seems to me, since the election is coming closer and closer, the poll show Obama had that either this programmed or Ken Charles is ignorant or racist or just a follower to do what he's told without standing up for the good of the people. Good of the people? Give me a break. Here's one. I wish that all you liberals would just pipe down. Fact is that footy was boring. Nobody was listening to him. Besides, Beck was on too late, and 610 was probably losing audience to 1290, which had Beck on from 9 to noon. Oh, yeah. 1290. They're getting a big audience. Not. Here's one that says, Good riddance. I was horrified last year when I turned on WIOD to find that Glenn Beck had been sent to the 9 p.m. hour. Footy might have been okay if he would have stuck to local issues like he said he would, but when he started with politics, the true socialist came out. Had to turn it off. Glad to have Glenn Beck back. Signed, Adolf Hitler. And it goes on about if liberals did they air all the right wing IOD crowd. Oh, I'm sure glad that Glenn Beck is back. Now just put Sean Hannity back three to six and I'll listen to IOD from nine AM to six PM. All these right wingers, man, all these Nazis. You can you can hear the goose stepping already. Here's one from Dauntless says I emailed Ken Charles for months saying footy was horrible and I quit listening to six ten and started listening to twelve ninety. I think it has nothing to do with politics. I think a three hour show asking the same lame question like what's your favorite burger gets old. He was annoying by taking calls, but before letting anyone get a word in edgewise, he cut him off and hung up on him. It got so annoying, I turned the channel every time I heard one of his lame promos. Tom says that meat market bit was a lawsuit waiting to happen. 
The Oracle says, Footy always reminded me of some guy who hangs out in crummy New Jersey clubs. <laughs> Justin says, hey, Footy was my bud. He screwed himself, though he should have stayed at Y100. couple of words between commercials. That's where he belongs, or he can do like Sonny Fox. Remember, Sonny, he's on satellite radio getting uh, done. I guess Uncle Neil will probably be next. They've boned him, pardoned that, and neutered. Even the great Neil Rogers now can't do his show. Oh, well, as long as the paycheck continues to clear, he and George don't care. Poor George. Hope he's saving money. Once Neil goes, he's done. No one will hire him since in this day and age, one company owns everything, which is ridiculous. Neil God and buy footy. Maybe Kimba Bocamp will give him a job as a greeter like Walmart as a new, as a new sports bar and plantation. How do you like that? They okay. wish you good luck. Oh, thank you. Here's one about Nancy Pelosa. Pelosa this and Pelosa. Another illiterate right-winger. Dave Roberts says, to heck with them all, get Rick and Suds. There's just a zillion of these on here. A lot of comment. Most of it negatory. Although Footy seemed like a decent person, listening to him was like being stuck at a bar with an obnoxious know-it-all who's often wrong but never unsure. I tried to listen to the show but always ended up turning it off from either boredom or disgust at her his verbose stupidity. Wow. Ron says, the guy they have now sucks balls. Footy was better. He had a meat market deal with crazy women going on dates. It was funny. He also talked about lots of stuff. This guy, all he talks about is the market, market, bailout, bailout, that boring crap. Now they have people going back to boring Neil Rogers. He has no balls anymore. He does what some lawyer tells him to do. The FCC says it's okay to do fart noises. But since the lawyer says no, he doesn't use the fart noises. He's a paper tiger. His show is boring. It used to be funny with all those songs and jokes, but now he can't use them. Hey, WYOD, put some fun people on the radio to listen to funny stuff and forget all the crap that's going on, says Ron, as in moron. How do you like that? I do what some lawyer tells me. Yep. As opposed to playing <coughs> raspberry sound. That's right. How you doing on your poll there, Fatso? 808 votes. Let's hear it oh. for Fat Chris. It'll even know who, get it right. who doesn't even know who most of these people are on the poll. That's correct. You don't? No. I know, like, some of the names, but, you know. You don't remember Kurt Gowdy? Yes, I know the name. I probably met Kurt Gowdy at IOD. He's dead now. He was a nice guy. I never was a big... I mean, he was okay. I mean, I didn't dislike him, but he turned out to be a really nice guy. He was on with me for one night, and I met him in the studio. Why would I have been there in the at that time of day? I don't know. I don't either. Maybe we had a meeting or something. Maybe. Rick Weaver, met him. Sure. He was, uh, he smelled bad. He what, no? He, he smelled, smelled bad. What did he smell like? Cough drops? No, crap. Eucalyptus? And he was just, a, he was good, though. He was great. I'll give, give him his due, man. He was a great play-by-play guy. He was only he was ever... No, what? He was only ever polite and professional to me. Yeah. And he is in, on Queer Street right now. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest name. The best talent. Are you sure? Big dog. Joe Rose. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Central Florida sports. Always matters. Always matters. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. I'm getting a little tired of that crap, I can tell you right now. Absolutely. I'm cutting coupons because I'm a victim of recession. Buying from discount 
put that in there really stunk the joint out you know yeah who did put this stuff in here way back when uh it was a joint venture but uh, a lot of part-timers were involved joe castello helped uh for the most part so it was me and him and then yeah. uh, we've had lots of flunkies uh put stuff in there wow if there's no uh trip tone on it it's someone else someone else did it oh somebody else did that one waited and waited and mm -hmm. waited Here's the poll, 813 votes. In fact, Chris is bouncing up and down like a little baby boy. You know it. You can feel the tremors all the way here. Who is or was the greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time? Somebody, uh, Kevin says, your list is missing a Maryland legend, Chuck Thompson. Didn't we just talk about Chuck Thompson? And I said I met him and what a good guy he was, and he was a great broadcaster. But we left him off, okay, so sue me. His signature on your exclamations, ain't the beer cold, and go to war, Miss Agnes, are still famous in Baltimore. He was the best. Thanks, Kevin. He was great. But we left him off of there. But he wasn't the best of all time. And neither are a lot of these people on this list here. But, you know, you got to have a list. And the, the, the result of this list is such a revealing. I mean, it's like opening up a gigantic scab and seeing the pus and ooze inside. Oh, my God. A festering scab. Like on your ass. Rectum. The greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time. I'm surprised nobody voted for Joe Zagaki. That's the South Florida mentality. Jimmy Syphilis, Joe Zagaki, and Dave Ann Boring. The Marlins win the World Series. God. He needs a goose. In fact, maybe a good foot up his Rectum. ass would do it. No more Marlin games, I guess, for a while, huh, Chris? Nope. No more Yankee games? No more Mets games? Nope. Oh, and somebody actually, somebody with a great sense of humor, I guess, suggested the scooter Phil Rizzuto, the money store Phil Rizzuto, one of the all-time, holy cow, holy cow, the worst, the absolute worst. Here it is. Ralph. Oh, this is Chronic Ralph, who's usually a pretty good emailer, but he's just lost it today. He says, hey, all you dumbasses, play-by-play -play is self-explanatory and the same for commentators. Well, some of these people are a little bit slow. Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson, and how about Phil, the money store Rizzuto? Holy cow! Yeah, I put them all in the same category. No, that's that's a shot at Lindsey Nelson. At least Lindsey was articulate. He was boring. I think he was from Alabama or somewhere like that. But Ralph Kiner. And the worst thing about Ralph Kiner is he had a bad stroke, and and he kept working. They kept putting him on the air. Yes. I don't know if he's still working. Yes. But, yeah, like, like, you know, a stroke where, like, the one side of your mouth drools down, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like McCain. He was drooling all the time. Of course, McCain was drooling because he kept checking out Sarah's ass. <laughs> Greatest play-by-play -play sportscaster of all time, the astute South Florida audience who knows nothing about sports, Keith Jackson, 114. Keith Jackson. Al Michaels, 91. Harry Carey, 78. Kurt Gowdy, 77. Mel Allen, 69. Mel Israel. Melvin Israel. Happy New Year, Mel. Oh, he's still dead? Vin Scully, 67. You know something? I was never a big Vin Scully fan. But once in a while, if I'm channel surfing on the uh, baseball package, yeah, and I hear Vin Scully's voice, oh, thank God, it's somebody I actually wouldn't mind hearing. You know what I mean? What do you mean? 
In other words, he really belongs there. He's a real broadcaster as opposed to the Lenny Martezes of the world, which are all over the place. All these illiterate dumb jocks. And well, this new frequent renter program there you now go. gives you a choice That's rewards. QAM for you right there. That's the swill. That's the garbage that the management puts on here on this station. And I bet you Lenny once wore a jock strap. In fact, I understand yeah. that they used, to, they used to have meetings in um, Greg's office. Yeah. Screw Ann and Roy and Lenny Martez mm -hmm. and Troy. Well, Lenny's like all, a personal trainer, uh, you know, yeah, and fitness, they all, and they all uh, wore jock straps. I got your crow bonnets right here, homeboy. Yeah. Where would wow. they wear them? The crow. Where did I leave off on the list? Does it make a difference? Mel Allen. Mel Allen, 69. Vince Scully, 67. You're wrong. Marv Albert, 56. Rick Weaver, 45. Pat Summerall, 43. Adam Vinatieri. Um, Bob Prince, 26. Red Barber, 25. Dan Kelly, 17. The Rookie. Skip Carey, 15. Ernie Harwell, 14. Johnny Most, 14. Dick Enberg, 13. Foster Hewitt, 12. Danny Gallivan, 8. Foster Hewitt was, uh, he was old when he was young. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Old and crotchety. Danny Gallivan, 8. Joe Bowen, 4. He should, Joe Bowen should be near the top of the list. John Miller, 4. Van Patrick, 4. Ray Scott, 3. Rick Jenneret's only got 3 votes. Oh, my God. I'd be so embarrassed if I was you people. I would uh, crawl under the bed and hide right now. I would go Dave Hyde. Jack Quinlan, 3. Bob Cole, 2. Fred Cusick, 2. Van Miller, 2. And the great Bill Hewitt's got only 2 on here. Oh, my God. You people. How, how does South Florida even have a hockey team? Is there any interest? No. Do they make the playoffs ever? No. Do they, like, sell out to join? No. Do they need a new arena? No. What's the story there? You you one note one note Charlies, man. Give me the ball, give me the ball. Football, that's all they know, football. Football. Rick Jenneret's got three votes. Do you have any idea how sacrilegious that is? How insane, how what lunacy that is, what madness? Oh, here's Joe Dagiola's got a poll suggestion. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody voted for Joe Garagiola. Get a check and put the car in a garageola. <laughs> Sean, cute. That was. Have you ever used that before? No. Oh. Jim says Rick Jenneret is fantastic. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, he does play-by-play -play broadcast for the Buffalo Sabers. If you go to YouTube, you can enjoy some of his famous game calls, including Mayday, Mayday, the Mayday goal, goal, and his um, something on any fight that occurs are great. Give that guy a listen. And what about La 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 Fontaine? What about that? Also, Marv Albert is a sick bastard. We're not, we're not asking who's the nicest guy or who dresses up nice. And Marv Albert's a sick bastard. Maybe his commentary went something like this when he assaulted that woman in the hotel room a few years back. Yes, full extension. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right. Something about Marv Albert wants me to take a shower. See, Jim, unfortunately, in Getzville, New York, is too busy worried about the private lives of these guys. If you find out about the private lives of most people, you'd say, oh, my God, they're sleazy and slimeball. Oh, my God. That's right. Am I right? Yep. Drunks and degenerates right. as and druggies if, and right. As if they're not. That's right. I wonder what Jim in Getzville is doing. Yeah, he right. wants to take a shower with who, Jim? Huh? Who do you want to take the shower with? Probably Marv Albert. One thing I will say: the sad part about Marv Albert is they gave us that kid, that Kenny Albert with a mush mouth. I'll tell you who else I don't like. Uh, Chris is that Harlan? What's his name? Kevin Harlan. On he's CBS. Okay, I guess. No, he sounds he sounds a little bit like uh, Kenny Albert. He sounds like he's got some of the elephant dung left over from the pile. Got mush, mush mouth, blah, 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 mush mouth, 40 yard line. I, I don't like people who sound like they've got a mouthful of a mung, mm -hmm. like Kenny Albert. If Kenny Albert weren't Marv Albert's son, he w he couldn't get a job at um, WGVA in Geneva, New York. 
assuming it's still on the air, which I doubt. That's a good poll question. Uh, like she and the, what was your favorite radio station that no longer exists? Good one. Not just in the South Florida market, but like anywhere, right. you know. Did they were they still she when they were doing the the, uh, the progressive music right on the verge of playing some good new uh, music before they changed it into uh, like the planet or something like that? You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. Well, but, she went to the uh, no, she went to the coast. She is not the planet. No, one hundred three point five. Correct. The coast is uh, ninety-seven point three. Yeah, right. <laughs> that used to be GTR. <laughs> oh, that's what the yeah. It was GTR, which wasn't a bad station. Then they turned into the the coast slush. Just a good rock and roll station. Not the best in the world, but right, yeah. And who was on GTR? Who were those guys on in the morning? Patty Murray, Herman and McBean. Herman and McQueen, that's right. right. Patty Murray, she died. Yes, she did. Wow. They, um, you know, they put that plaque on the van. Remember that? They made the Patty Murray Memorial Van. A month later, they changed the uh, the station, sold the van, you know, scrapped everything. See, here's another guy, Bill, who doesn't understand what this poll's about. I just had a chance to put the radio on. I heard you read my buddy Kevin's suggestion of the Baltimore announcer. Chuck Thompson's his name. He's got a name. Did you like my suggestion of Joe Mumbles Namath? No, because Joe Namath never did play-by-play, okay? Oh, Bow Wow Pikau Kick. Remember that? Rachel Alexander. Rachel Alexander writes an article about... Mike, and how come Mike Lang is not on here? Talk about an upset. Oh, my God. Mike Lang is not on this list? What's wrong with you, Chris? You screwed up bad. Oh, okay. But we're not adding anybody else, though. We are. Mike Lang. Well, let's see if Eric's got the other uh, poll to switch. Although I kind of like this one. It's right up my alley. Oh, yeah, which singer's got the most beautiful voice? That can wait. The most beautiful voice. You know what that sounds like to me? Gay. I mean, I could be wrong, but... It's a guy. How about Johnny Mattress? He's sweet. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. From the comedic mind of Matt Damon comes Disney's hilarious new film that's fun for the whole family. White House Hockey Mom. Starring Terry Garr as Sarah Palin. Hey, ref. That's offside. Just like Vladimir Putin's expansion into the former Soviet bloc. I tell ya, that fella's on thin ice. And Charles Grodin as first husband Todd. Hey, honey, I just built a new practice rink out back. Todd, please tell me you didn't put it in the rose garden. Uh Uh-oh. They're the first family of funny. Disney's White House Hockey Mom, coming soon. But not too soon if you ask John McCain. Oh, look at that. The Dow's up 300 points. Oh! I wrote it down. It was 291. And then as soon as I wrote it down, it switched. As Uh soon as they put uh, Bush's puss on the TV. From that boring speech he gave this morning about how the sky is falling. Thank God it's not his fault. You know what? He had nothing to do with it. Dow is up 300 points, and NASDAQ's up about 73, and the S&P, the Standard & Poor, is up 41. Super Beef is a seasonal hamburger offered by McDonald's in Russia, available from February 6th to April 1st this year. So I guess it's a maybe no mo. And it sounds to me like the anus burger. The sandwich consists of 100% beef patty, sautéed onions, iceberg lettuce, slice of tomato, spicy tomato sauce, garlic mayonnaise, and aged cheddar cheese on a ciabatta bun. The price of these sandwiches is 88 rubles. The super beef is also offered with bacon at 98 rubles. 
And in New Zealand, they got a thing called the Kiwi Burger at Mickey D's. Sounds like crap. Sure does. It's an all-beef patty, egg, tomato, lettuce, cheese, onion, cooked beetroot, sauce, and mouth cured in a toasted bun. The egg is fried in a round shape. It was also sold in Australia under the name McOz. However, it did not include the egg. The McOz has been discontinued and been replaced by the McFeast Deluxe. Beetroot. Sounds awful. Doesn't that sound... Sounds awful. Like caca? Yes, like awful. Caca! Talking about pushy listeners, here's Jason... When are you going to change this poll? Who cares? This poll sucks. Your listeners are not jock sniffers. And then he's got in big caps, change the effing poll. No. I'll change it when I feel like it. In fact, just, just because you're a moron, I'm going to leave it up there till we get to 1,000 votes. Then I'll change it. I could change it right now, but I don't want to. Our listeners are not jock sniffers. And that's something. In other words, in order mm-hmm. to be, in order to have an opinion on great sportscasters, you must be a jock sniffer. You must be into that ponderous sports uh, crap. You know what I mean? I do. Did you see the game? Did you see the game? Bop, 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 bop. Oh, if they would have done this, Mike Lang was a bad omission. I think we ought to start that one over again, just in honor of Jason. Start the whole poll over. Mike Lang don't have any votes out of eight hundred and thirty-one. It's got to be a while before we get to a thousand, Jason. Sorry. Well, what does the poll have to do with anything when you come right down to it? See, you get criticized no matter what you do. Oh, and you read the poll results too much. You're sending it in. You're mailing in the numbers from the poll. Okay. And then if you don't, oh, well, change it. I don't like it. Change it. This is uh, this sucks. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. Sean, you know, Sean from Hollywood, the poll guy, Sean? Right. Says, forgive me if the email below is stale, but here it is. Remember the congressman psychologist in Fahrenheit 9-11 who said you can make people do anything when they're afraid? Remember that? Yep. According to NBC News, there's a clause in the bailout proposal that says the Treasury Secretary's decisions cannot be appealed or amended by any court or legislative body. It's useful to recall that Hitler was awarded dictatorial powers by a multi-party lawfully elected legislature who then dissolved themselves by majority vote. The bailout is the fiscal 9-11. It's a money grab. Note the rush to make a decision and money going directly to the banks and investment firms. Imagine you have a company and you're guaranteed obscene profits no matter how badly you fail. It's simplicity itself. Just take the money and the government will replace it. If defaulting mortgages were really the problem, could we not issue mortgage vouchers directly to homeowners to bridge the gap between their income and the mortgage payment? This way, the homeowner keeps his home. The banker gets paid without nearly the same cost as the taxpayer. By the way, I can explain those black eyes on Maria Bartiromo. She gets punched in the face a lot. This morning, she repeated the Exxon talking point that oil prices are the result of supply, despite uh, recent proof that rampant speculation in the option market is the real cause. This is old, but still relevant. And then, incredibly, she said investors should stay the course and have diversified investments in stocks and real estate. I'm surprised she didn't recommend Enron, Polaroid, or uh, White uh, Star Steamship Lines. I understand they have great new unsinkable ships sailing out of Southampton. She needs to get a job that's more socially responsible, like clubbing baby seals. And Sean says, I am but flotsam on the foaming surf of horror. <laughs> wow. Talk about emotional, huh? Change the poll! Change. Oh, and how come Gene Hart's not on there? Says Frederick. Voice of the Philadelphia Flyers, Gene Hart. Spelled G-E-N-E, not J-E-N. Like Jean, like a frog. Gene Hart was Jewish, not French. God. He's dead, by the way, Gene Hart. He was fat, now he's dead. He was good, but too many tasty cakes put him over the edge. That was the sponsor. And when the Flyers would score a goal, he'd say, Another taste of tasty cake! <laughs> yeah. 
And he Tasty Cake was his sponsor, and obviously he ate up all the profits because he was big and fat, and he died. He choked on Tasty Cake, no doubt. He was good. Gene Hart. Here's one from Chuck. After Neil yesterday mentioned the band Bread, David Gates, George played some songs from Bread and David Gates. I went to the website YouTube Tube. to listen to some Bread songs and found a video of David Gates playing a medley of his hits. He's playing with only a guitar on the show, Top of the Pops. It's from 2002, and what amazes me, his voice is still the same, even though he is in the video in, his early, in, in the early 60s. What? Oh, he's in his early 60s? I don't know what the... You may want to check it out. No. Says Chuck. I don't want to. We had enough of David Gates yesterday, last live. I mean, beautiful voice. Wonderful voice. Ugly. Ugly. He looked like Davy Gravy Line. Ugly. Sorry, Davy, but you're ugly. And so am I, but at least I admit it. Trevor says, oh, Trevor. Here is maybe the silliest email since we said, what is it? Like tomorrow will be three weeks we've been doing the emails? Okay. I think it's been pretty good. Of course, we could take some calls, you know. We could. <laughs> Are you threatening me? Oh, here's, here's another. Look at this. This is just sad. More ass-kissing. Palmetto Ray. I, I, I don't like ass-kissers. This is just like the one we had yesterday. Oh, quit being so humble. How come you're not on the list? And this one, I'll print it out. Great dead radio stations, hands down. Frank in St. Pete says, CKLW. How do you like that? All right. Big H, golden. CKLW, golden. CKLW, yesterday. Yeah, let's uh, play some jingos, man. So anyway, this uh, Palmetto race is the radio guys who came up before TV took over were the best. Red Barber is my personal favorite. He can make a rain delay interesting. And why isn't Neil Rogers the sports announcer on the list? What up with that? What up with that is that Neil Rogers isn't the best play-by-play sports announcer who ever lived. And I'm not interested in, like, uh, you know, patting myself on the back. God. Mr. Ego Palmetto Ray. Take it easy on Lindsey Nelson. When you spoke with Chuck Thompson, it reminded me of a similar afternoon I spent chatting about sports broadcasting with Nelson L. Lang Field. He should get credit alone for carrying Ralph Kiner for almost two decades. Ralph Kiner inarticulate at best, and then stroked out at worst. And Lindsey Nelson was pathetic. Going, 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 going. He was bad. Going, going. That's what you were doing this morning, isn't it? Yep. Going, going. Sure. A lot of joicing. CKLW, great station. But WKNR in Detroit was much better. Keener 13. How about Bob Euchre, the voice of uh, Michigan, a classic? Only it says Bob Eufer, U-F-E-R. I don't know who that is. I thought he meant Bob Euchre, who wasn't the voice of Michigan. Bob Euchre did the uh, Braves games when they were in Milwaukee. Bob Euchre, terrible, former uh, mediocre catcher, another ex-jock. All the ex-jocks all the time. Yeah, like you said, uh, name an announcer as That's opposed it. to answering the real question. They make up their own poll question, right? which really pisses us off, by the way. The poll question isn't, isn't just name an announcer who did play-by-play. Well, the question is, who's the greatest? What? You're wrong. That's how oh. many announcers can you name? How many names do you know? That's the question they're answering. Well, here's Trevor, who's an idiot. He says, please add Ron Franklin, Sonny Hirsch, and Scott Farrell to the poll. Oh. Also, could you please play Sandstorm by DeRude for old time's sake? It would be cool. 
I think we need to take some calls. Get out of here with that. Hey, he asked. Didn't he say nice? Didn't he say please? No. I thought I thought you said Maybe please. Maybe he did. I don't know. I think he said he please. Did he say pretty please? With sugar on top? Extra sugar? Caramelized sugar? Neil at neilrogers.com. That's our uh, email address for all your sensational emails. What about the scooter, Neil? What about the scooter? He did those ads for the money store, the scooter. Put on the coffee, honey. I'm going to be home any minute. Yeah, he would leave the games early sometime because he was so disinterested and old and feeble. I can see that. What? Being disinterested in the game and wanting to go home? Yeah. The scooter. He would scoot on home? Oh. Sorry, do you want some more uh, filler music? Here's, no, here's a fake email from Joe Bell. Oh. Neil, great show today. I look forward to seeing you next time you're back in Florida. We have some exciting plans for you and George coming up. P.S. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. We have some exciting plans for you and George coming up. Fake email from Joe Bell. Like he would send me an email on that thing? You think it's from him? No. Why not? Because I don't. I think he's got some plans for us, all right? I think it includes a gun. I could be wrong. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest names. The best talent. It's the mad dog. Jim Mandich. Afternoons, 4 to 7. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil Rogers. Ah. McCain's gonna pick as his VP. Johnny Mattress, I just put the new poll up there, and I didn't change the poll because of that uh, jackass Jason. I changed it because it's so disheartening uh, re- looking at the results. Okay. okay. Oh, it's like a- asking a bunch of Eskimos about suntan lotion. Right. You know, it's just, just pointless. But the people that always win these are, it's a, a name recognition thing. The most famous person always wins whatever it is. I see. Keith Jackson? Haven't you noticed that? Yeah, Probably. Oh, Mike Lyon finally got a vote before we closed it out. Oh! That a boy. Who is or was the greatest play-by-play sportscaster of all time? Uh, before we get to that, here's some more numbers from John. He says there still may be hope. Three of the major electoral college predictors have Obama 273, McCain 265, Obama 278, McCain 227, Obama 286, McCain 225. They've got Obama up five points in the popular vote, and McCain is quickly losing ground. Obama's got Virginia now and gaining in Ohio, North Carolina, and it's a virtual tie in Florida. Keep your fingers and legs crossed, John says. I'm crossing it. Even on uh, Rosh Hashanah, I'm crossing myself. Greatest play-by-play, final tally, 852 vote. 
So now that we got the other one up there, did you put Johnny Mattress on there? Yes. We'll do over a thousand easy now. Cheating. Do two. You know, we could do six different polls. Keith Jackson one eighteen, ridiculous. Al Michaels ninety seven. Harry Carey eighty five. Kurt Gowdy seventy nine. Mel Allen. Melvin Israel seventy one. Yay. Finn Scully sixty seven. Marv Albert fifty nine. Too kinky for that uh, one guy. In Getzville, in the Animusville. Pat Summerall forty six. Rick Weaver forty six. The great Rick Weaver. Just ask him. He would tell you. He was good. Smelled bad. Bob Prince, 27. Red Barber, 26. Dan Kelly, 19. Skip Carey, 15. Ernie Harwell, 15. Ernie was great. Dick Enberg, 14. Johnny Most, we was robbed, 14. Foster Hewitt, 13. Danny Gallivan, 8. Ray Scott, 5. Joe Bowen, 5. John Miller, 4. Van Patrick, 4. Rick Jennerette, still only 3. Oh, my God. Jack Quinlan, 3. Bob Cole, 2. Fred Cusick, 2. Van Miller, 2. Bill Hewitt, 2. And Mike Lang, he got one. He got one. Here's a brilliant uh, email. Neil, who was the guy who called the Pirate Games? Let me say it again. Bob freaking Prince, okay? Jesus, God. What you people know about anything, just astonishing. Which singer has the most beautiful voice? New poll is up there. And I think we only got two votes. New poll went up. Oh, now we got another starting to trickle in. We got five. Here's the list. Karen Carpenter. See, I wouldn't say Karen Carpenter had a beautiful voice. She had a, a great voice. It was distinct. Is, does the poll say who had the most distinct voice? No. She had a manly voice. It was she deep. had a deep voice. It right. Is. Long ago. Play, play a little Karen Carpenter. She'll probably win. And I loved the Carpenters, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Being the old queen that I am, I can admit it. But she had a... A great voice, but it wasn't beautiful. Do you, you follow what I'm saying, the distinction? I, I do. I don't hear any carpenter. Oh, sorry. I don't even hear a Jewish carpenter on Rosh Hashanah. Which I guess Bill Maher thought that was very funny. Oh, a Jewish carpenter? Ha, ha, ha. Now, not, another thing about Bill Maher. He's another one of those guys who laughs at him. Everything he says, he's laughing. He, he's yucking it up. I'll say goodbye. Nice. No one ever cared if I should live or die. No, I take it back. Time it and time voice. again, I take it back. chance for love has I take passed it back. me by. Okay, good. That's enough. But if you play like For All We Know, have you got that, For All We Know? Which is a good song. Yeah, here we go. For All We Know, a Jolly Joe may be on the payroll across the street. Wouldn't surprise me. And Clarence, forget about it. I take it back, she had a beautiful voice. Okay. She did. I just thought she was like a little deep, you know? It was. People commented about that, but that's fine. It was in deep fact, and in, buttery. In the biography thing on them. So Richard was talking about uh, the, the one solo album she tried to make and she never had it released. Mm -hmm. And he said the material was all wrong because it was in too high of a key. And he, he talked about the fact that she was, you know, like down here, like manly. Yes. Not as manly as, um, what's her name there? Rachel Maddow. Right. But then again, who is? Janice Masmacho, Janet Reno or Rachel Maddow? 
17 votes on the new poll. Here's the list. Karen Carpenter, 4. Johnny Mattress, 2. Freddie Mercury, 2. Roy Orbison, 2. Luis Miguel, 2. I voted for Luis, spite of George's hostility. Because he was Mexican, Puerto Rican, Italian, whatever yeah, he right. is. He had a great Man. voice. I never uh, denied that. Beautiful voice. Sure. Why not? You just don't like his music, that's all. Correct. Well, your mama. I bet your mama likes Luis Miguel. Does she like Luis Miguel? Who, my mama? Yeah. I don't think she knows who that is. Why, doesn't she get out of the house? Not much. Not as often as she David should. Gates won. Gladys Knight won. Gordon Lightfoot won. Jay Black won from Jay and the Americans. God, was he great. I don't ask you to listen. I don't ask you to call. Good. Um, Justin Hayward from the Moody Blues won. Gotta go now. Go now. Go now. And none yet for these. We just had to pull up. Here's the list, though. Linda Ronstadt, Jim Morrison, Neil, S Neil Sedaka had a beautiful voice. Want me to play some? Happy birthday, sweet six. He had a he had a high piercing voice. Sounded really gay, even though he's married with eighty five kids. Neil, I love Neil Sedaka. Don't get me wrong, but his mm -hmm. voice. Go ahead. Beautiful voice. I mean, that that's just got to be a joke. Who did this for? Oh, Sean. Well, he also had Andy Williams and um, Frank Patterson, Frankie Pentangle, and Marty Robbins. I'm not calling that beautiful. No. I'm going to put Sarah Brightman on there, though. Barbara Harris from The Toys, Everly Brothers, Marilyn McCoo, Gary Puckett, Yvonne Elliman, Jesse Colin Young, Roger Whitaker, and Dusty Springfield. Also, I don't, I don't buy that one. Now, she had a really deep voice. I'd rather uh, be with you, isn't that the, what was the song? I'd rather uh, screw you. What is D it? Dusty Springfield? Yeah. Da -da 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 you, you know the one I mean. Mm -hmm. Very manly voice. Not as manly, like I said yesterday, not as I only want to be with you. I only no. want to be with you. You got it? No. No? Oh, they're coming to take you away again. You heard the sirens out there, man? I think that's for Jolly Joe Bell in that fake email we had before. I have this, though. Wishing and hoping. Sw swishing and hoping. Or swishing and groping. Barney Fag's favorite. Wishing and hoping and singing and praying, planning and dreaming each night of his charms that won't get you into his arms. So if you're looking to find love, you can share. I'm waiting for Jason to send me an email saying, change this poll. This poll really sucks too, Neil. But I haven't got one yet. Neil, can, can you play the Zeta song, Neil Wakes Me Up in the Morning? Why, why would I want to do that? Well, you can play it. Yeah, can you? It doesn't say, will you? Where is that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not it. What the hell is that? Neil wakes me up in You're the morning. You're a muddy that sound? Neil wakes me up with a smile. With a smile, yeah. Drinking my coffee, munching on my donut. Neil, 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 Neil,
Where's the uh, trip to on this one? Probably about 10 seconds after it's over. <laughs> the biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Hi, Luis Miguel. Play it, baby. Rock solid. My wife. She drives my Buick and she's three feet tall. I wouldn't ride with her, no way. I said I'd meet her there later today. So I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray, waiting for the lolly bus to take me away. Oh, I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray with my friend Hein. Bus fans don't always stay the same. I'm not gonna do what Yetta tells me to do. To drive at her rate, she must be insane. Just sitting here, resting my bones. Wondering why my wife won't leave me alone. We've talked it over, and I never win. I just wind up slapping through the mall again. So I sit on a bench in the rain, waiting for the lolly bus to take me away. Oh, I'm just sitting on a bench in the rain with my friend Chaim. And there he is. It's about damn time. I've been waiting here all damn day on this bench. Where the hell have you been? Top 33 at 560. WQM, we got the big O. Rock Come solid. Two Mad Dog at four, and then after that, well. Uh, Joe Tachas says, for the poll, Joe Tachas, who just won't stop uh, emailing, how about Otis Redding? That's why I played that, sitting on the uh, bench in Delray. Otis Redding. No. Otis Redding had a beautiful voice? No. No. It was nice. Nice voice. Not beautiful. Well, speaking of people who aren't beautiful... What happened to the uh, thing I was just printing out? Oh, no. How about B.J. Thomas or Steve Perry? Okay. B.J. Thomas had, uh, has a beautiful voice. Sure. I had an email from Gilbert, but I guess I deleted it. I tried to print it out. Don't ask me why. Let's see. Hmm. Joe Tuchus. Uh Here it is. And it starts out by saying, Hitler! I saw your video with me on it on your web website. Why wouldn't George let us talk? You don't need a fruity bodyguard like him around. Love Gilbert. Love Gilbert. And then it starts out, Hitler. Yeah, obviously Hitler. that's not Gilbert. How do you know that? Because Gilbert knows who I am, and he knows that I wasn't there, therefore. Oh. Gilbert knows what I look like very well. By the well. way, Tony, the UPS man in Connecticut, don't go away mad, just go away. Go away. When I blocked you on MySpace, there was a reason for it, because you're a nudnik. You bug me. You're an idiot. <laughs> now, sh shouldn't that be enough of a message when you block somebody? Shouldn't, shouldn't they Listen, get the message? Listen, it's not about what you want, Daddy-O. Oh. Oh, I forgot. Go away. 
Freddie Mercury is winning. That was your choice. Yes, it was. And uh, if I could change my vote, I'd vote for Sarah Brightman, who's going to be doing well. Is she? Yes. Beautiful lady with a beautiful voice. She's got what? She's a beautiful lady with a beautiful voice. I see. Ralph, who uh, was doing well with these emails, but now, how about Doris Day for your beautiful voice? Paul, I say, no way to Doris Day. We <laughs> talked about her the other day. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? K-Surround. Fat Man After Dark, who's also chronic, really chronic. Please put John McRae on your poll. He's the lead singer of the band Cake. <laughs> no, I like Cake a lot, but... Me too. Beautiful voice. I mean, I have all their albums. I don't mean the music. I'm talking about Cake. Like Michael in Godfather 3. Cake. Gently crouched at He's the talking about this line. guy. Engines. Big fan, but not a beautiful voice. Time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver okay. and muscle for rank. Okay. Get some help, fat man. I think the fat's cutting off your circulation at the neck, just like uh, Fat Chris there. Here's some exciting radio news. WGN America Cable Channel will broadcast daily highlights of the Bob and Tom Show syndicated morning radio program beginning November 3rd. The Bob and Tom Show airs on more than 150 radio stations nationwide. On weekday mornings from studios in Indianapolis, Bob Cavoyan and Tom Griswold host a mix of talk and comedy from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Used to be great, just like some other shows I can think of. Like, uh, Damn, God! But then they got deballed, you know, and, and uh, Justin and Justin Tinkerbell and Janet Jackson took care of the whole industry, along with certain others. So even though I, I don't hear them, I just everybody gives me spy reports. The show is a shadow of what it used to be. You know what I mean? Yep. Highlights of the show will air each night at midnight Eastern Time on WGN America and at 11 p.m. on Indianapolis TV station WTTV. WGN Senior Vice President Sean Compton says Cavoyan and Griswold produced one of the most entertaining shows on radio. They sure did. Cavoyan says he thinks viewers will enjoy a peek behind our radio curtain. we got a whole bunch of their stuff in here, although most of it we can't play anymore. Like Head Shampoo, for example. Oh, yeah. That's not play that. Mm-mm. No, no. I mean, nobody speaks English anymore. They say our love is taboo. Oh, and Prison Bitch. We better not be playing that. Why not? I don't know. I think it might be clean. I mean, it's it's four minutes long. It'll take a while to audition it to make sure that it is clean. It's not. I'm pretty sure that was one of those that uh, somebody arbitrarily said, Oh, you can't. Don't play Prison (laughs) Bitch. You know. Arbitrary is right. Yeah. Like, like uh, Bob Green came in at Audi. Oh, don't play Trouser Trout. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a Steve Nichol thing, by the way. Was it really? Yep. How do you know that? I have a good memory for these things. Oh, here's a good one. It says, sorry if I missed uh, this, but how about Marvin Gaye for the pool? Yeah, he had a beautiful voice. No? Sure. Well, you just sound a little bit unsure. I was thinking about it. I was mulling it over, you know, yeah. giving you it a fair it uh, thought. Yeah. And sure. Why not? Yeah, let's take him on there. Freddie Mercury, 13. Karen Carpenter, 10. Sarah Brightman, 9. Roy Orbison, 9. Johnny Mattress, 5. Linda Ronstadt, 5. Jim Morrison, 3. John Anderson of Yes, 3. Jay Black, 3. Luis Miguel's only got 3. Too many crackers out there, man. That's the problem. Too many freaking crackers. <laughs> God, 
Freddie Mercury is winning. Yeah. George, isn't that what you said about Luis Miguel? What? No, I didn't say that he was gay. No. I saw this little gay old, wi- uh, old, old women, old women, and uh, gay men like him. I think is what I said. Whereas Freddie Mercury has universal appeal. Gene and C- oh, here I, I I don't know who sent it because it was just a number. Mm-hmm. Typical. How about none of the above, says some jackass. None of mm. the above. What a as hater. Opposed, as opposed to coming up with one himself or itself, whatever it was. Uh, how about none of the above? We <laughs> <laughs> always get those. Always uh, somebody wants that. Yeah. None of the above. None of the above. Always negatory, yeah. Somebody wants uh, George Michael Pam from the facts. No. Okay. His voice is beautiful, she says. It, well, okay. His ass is beautiful. And lots of folks know it. Gene and Seabrooks is Aaron Neville. Oh, Gene. You buying that? Why not? I mean, it's not going to be sure, good. Sure, put vote. them all on there. Sure. Let's have 600 names on the list. Just think how much time that'll kill. All the beautiful voices all the time. I'll read the poll twice. It'll be t- 2 o'clock. Time for the big... Oh! Here's one. It says Ann Murray. Now that is ridiculous. Wow. Man Murray. That's a reach. Talk about deep. Yeah. And low, mighty low, Anne Murray. Wow. No, I don't think so. Mark from uh, Marty from Boynton Beach, who follows up on the first paragraph here with that joke about the bear and the rabbit in the woods. Um, it's older than you are, Marty. Oh, stop with the jokes. Marty says, I've been listening since 1981. I had the pleasure of speaking with you on a few occasions. You made a lasting impression on me from the beginning. I can remember the places I spoke with you. Michelle's video on Pine Island, Pompano Harness Track, and my favorite, your studio at WYNZ when you were still doing 8 to Midnight. My cousin Stanley J. brought me to the studio in some isolated part of southern Broward County. I can't remember if it was off Flamingo or some other road. Anyway, thanks for years of entertainment. Some isolated part of Broward, like Carroll City. You know where INZ used to be? Which yeah. I'm sure they're not that anymore, huh? Right out there in the middle of the, uh, like, field... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, dozen towers sitting in the back. And when I would leave at night at midnight to go home, when I was doing 8 to midnight, and I, I would drive about a half mile up the road and I couldn't hear it. I could see all the towers. I couldn't hear the station. That's how directional we were. Not good. Mm-mm. This has got to, Oh, and this, this again. Tony, the UPS man in Connecticut. Just to show you what an ass this man is, how about Janis Joplin? Ho, 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 ho. 
And today is my eighth wedding anniversary. Could you please play the happy anniversary jingle? No, we can't, Tony. Go away. Go away. God. That, that's life, man. There's some people who just don't get the message. Yeah. Yeah. It's Here's not about what you want. John, what? It's not about what you want. No, it's about them imposing right. themselves that's on right. my ass. Stay off of my ass, Tony. Go away. You're an idiot. Go tune in the goddess. Leonard! Go tune on Glenn Dreck. Oh, that's right. It's Rush. Johnny Ola says, what about the voice, Barbara Streisand? Put her on there only because she'll get a bunch of votes. Yes, she will. People. Speaking of people. old women, man, she'll get all the old women votes. All the old Jewish women votes. On Rush Hashanah, you can't. Now, let me ask you. Can you go to the computer? I guess not on Yom Kippur. Rush Hashanah, it's okay. Only it's for, if it's for pleasure. On Rosh Hashanah, it's only, you only burn for a little while. But if you go to the, use the computer on Yom Kippur, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. Yeah, here it is. How about none of the above? How about a good swift foot up your ass, you idiot? How about none of the above? Oh, so many negatory people. So many sour, sour people. The only thing I like sour is like pickles. Dill pickles. Yeah. Good mm, sour. Good kosher dill. I don't like dills. sour people. A, letter, a listener sent you the following link. Should I open it or not? Sure, open it. Uh. Yeah. Responsive radio or some such crap, it says. Uh, don't call it HD. Oh, we had that story yesterday about the, the Beasleys and that HD crap. Go away. Get caught up on the show. Johnny Fontaine with his olive oil charm, says Ralph. Yeah. Johnny Fontaine. Elvis had a great and beautiful voice. Put him on there, the king, even though you hate him. Elvis. Could Nat King Cole be consideration for the poll? Sure. Put Cole in the poll. Nat King Cole. Oh! Robert Plant. I wouldn't say Robert Plant's got a beautiful voice. He's no, good. Good voice. But not beautiful. John Denver. Oh! <laughs> and James Taylor have beautiful voices. I would, you know, as much as I, I'm really just burned out on James Taylor like 100 years ago, I would agree he's got a beautiful voice. I've seen fire and I've seen red. What do you think? Sure, why not? Put him on there. James Taylor. Neil, before Bobby Brown turned into a crack uh, a hoe, Whitney Houston had the sweetest voice I've ever heard. Remember the national anthem of the Super Bowl during the Gulf War? I joiced a Miata when I heard that. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand him. But if you want to put him on there, it's, it's up to you. I'll leave it in your capable hands. And here's somebody else says Nat King Cole. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. He had his own TV show back in the uh, 50s, back when it wasn't, uh, you know, all that commonplace to put dark-complected people on the air, yeah. Ramblin' Rose. On Capitol Records. Ramblin' Rose. Can I guess the year? 56. Why you ramble? No, no. Way later. 62. Oh. oh, I thought he would have been dead by then after all that chain smoking he did. WB says it's Freddie Mercury hands down. Dead Packy that he is. Packy? Stanny. He was Pakistani? Not anymore, he ain't. No, he was? Apparently. He was packing it. Steve Perry, number two, but as much as I hate country and western bluegrass, I think Alison Krauss is the best female voice around. Do you know who that is? I, I know who it is. I'm aware of her. Chris, you ever hear of Alison Krauss? I've heard of her, yeah. 
And I don't know what she sings. Country Western Bluegrass. P.S. What's the email address to use in order to send your show one? What? This is a duet. It's the only Ellison Cross that I have. Well, what does that mean? He what doesn't know your email, email address. address to use in order to send your show one. Well, where did I get this then? Facts. Where did I get this? The facts. I faxed she it to you. Oh, you faxed this to me? Yes. Like the Neil at NeilRogers.com. Who's that? Well, it's Brad Paisley, but it's a duet with Allison Cross. It's the only Brad thing I got. Paisley? Brad Paisley? Is he kin to Walter Paisley? Country guy. Walter Paisley, driver in the Chicago circuit many moons ago. I bet you he's dead. Watched him drink his pain away. Oh, I don't, I don't want to hear no country western. I don't want to hear... Yeah, send that to Jolly Joe. He can put it on Kiss. He can kiss I'm him. sure it is. You, it is what? On Kiss already. Is it? Are they yeah, kissing it? Brad, yeah. He's big. It's all good. Well, it's a good thing we changed the poll because they sure didn't know nothing about sportscasters and they sure don't know too much about beautiful voices. Here's one from Tracy says, it's hard to separate a beautiful voice from a voice you like. Good point. I'd like to nominate James Taylor. Oh, I apologize for yesterday's blunder, Eric Reed. I'll work to redeem myself. Good, Tracy. Keep working on it. Eric Reed, who talks through his teeth. 72 to 71. I hate that. If there's anything I can't stand. You know who it reminds me of? Who? Quarter slot guy. Oh, yes. Shame kind of Schmidt. you got to be careful when you talk like that. Here's one from uh, somebody. Neira. Long-time listener, by the way. I'm female under 25. Hallelujah. I started listening to your show when I was 16 and started in college at UM. I would sit in my car during lunch and listen to your show. Although we differ on religion, yes, I'm a Bible-believing, born-again Christian. I still enjoy your show. Wow. Get some help. Oh, Eve, even Miami. P.S. Even though I'm part of the 20% that will see an increase under Obama's plan, female and Christian, I still no way, no how, no McCain Palin. That chick scares me. That interview with Katie Crook was the last nail in her coffin. And yesterday's follow-up with McCain sitting next to her, answering her questions and leering like a dirty old grandpa didn't help matters. For the poll, Celine Dion, no. Patsy Cline, no. Dolly Parton, no. And Whitney Houston, okay. Now, do you disagree on any of those? No. Dolly Parton's got a beautiful voice. She's got big no. bosoms, but... No. And Patsy Cline? I go out walking after midnight. I'm just crazy. Yeah. Right. I don't think so. And Celine Dion, oh, my God. She ought to be banned. And also, can you? how can you forget Shirley Bassey? And Gold Stinkfinger. Remember that? Yep. Gold Stinkfinger. Carolyn Picard. Did we add Elvis yet or what? Yep. Who's Carolyn Picard? Oh, that's who sent me the... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, Carolyn. Elvis. You didn't put it on there? Oh, it's on there. Uh, Stinkfinger. From the movie of the same aroma. Shirley Bassey. Back when she weighed 280 pounds. Gold finger. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Gold finger. Mm. <laughs> no, she did not have a beautiful voice. Oh, I mean, that goes... Let's put Ethel oh, Merman on there while we're Andy at it. Williams. Andy Williams was originally on uh, Sean's poll. I crossed it out. I mean, Andy Williams had a soothing, pleasant voice, but not beautiful. God. Paul Rogers from Free. And now, little lady, if you'll kindly step up to the parapet... And from Bad Company, he's got an awesome voice, says somebody. Paul Rogers. You couldn't okay. We won't get three votes. But it says awesome voice. That's Andy not the poll Williams question. Can I can do better... Who is that? Ethel Merman, your favorite. 
Oh, but she wasn't wailing like she usually does. Anything you can do, I can do better. She was always screaming and wailing. Oh, Paul sorry. Rogers has an awesome voice. I had I would... a dream. Oh, see what I mean? A dream about you. Okay, baby. that's enough. Yeah, also. Nobody under the age of 300 remembers Ethel Merman except you. You're obsessed with Ethel freaking Merman. She's my favorite. Would you play that Gordon Lightfoot spoof? All the songs were like the wreck of the Emanuel Fitzgerald, says Cliff and Kendall, who's beyond chronic. The, the poll question is which uh, singer has the most beautiful voice? Not awesome voice, not powerful voice, not great, I like it a lot voice, the most beautiful voice. Which sounds really kind of gay, if you ask me. But Now, what, what does this mean? Can you believe I just went to BJK? What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, subject, Burger King. So what, what does that mean? I don't know. Can I believe it? Yeah, I believe it. And I don't care. Please add Marvin Gaye to the pool. Great voice, great lyrics, says Ed in Fort Lauderdale. Did, didn't we get Marvin on there? Mm-hmm. We would have put Marvin on. He was a little bit too... Gay. Sam Cook. Sam Cook's a good choice. Sure. We just played him yesterday. Sure. Don't know much about history. Barry Manilow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Barry Marcus is the name of the guy who sent Sam Cook. Sorry, Barry. Julie Andrews had the most beautiful voice for 60 years just for this nine-year-old in 1965. She certainly fulfilled the whole Madonna whore thing, says Joel in Fort Myers. Well, what does that mean? You know, the Madonna whore thing is um, that thing that men have where women are either one or the other. They categorize women as either a Madonna or a whore. Mm-hmm. So she has, she's both. See, that's one of those things. When you have a, a really, really innocent woman that goes all hoary and dirty, that's hot. That's an exciting thing to a lot of guys. Julie Andrews? Yeah. Because she showed her boobs eventually. Did she really? She did. Couple I can't times. believe she had it. A couple times. Yeah, they're there. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. The biggest names. The best talent. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the one to do our... Hello, I'm John McCain. You may have heard that I invented the Blackberry. Well, my friends, it's true. And I'm going to tell you how I did it. My tribe and I were camping in the hills of Kentucky, but we didn't call it that back then. Anyway, I was messing around, and I crossed a blueberry with a boysenberry, and the next thing you know, I got a blackberry. <coughs> What's that? It's coming from this little box. Hello? John? It's Sarah Palin. Sarah? Uh, how did you get into this funny little box, my friend? John? It's a Blackberry. It's a phone. Oh, did I invent this? Not really. But that's okay. It's time for your nap. Just let Sarah take care of this. Just like I'll take care of everything when we're in the White House, eh? Okie doke. <laughs> I'm Governor Sarah Palin, and I approved this message. I'll approve anything that gets me in the White House with this ancient geezer. Eh? How's it going, eh? 102. She probably picked that up across the Canadian-Alaskan border. I imagine. 
because she's aware that Russia is over there on the one it's side over there. and Canada is over here on the other side. She gets her binoculars pointed in the right direction. Wow. My late mother, this is from, um, I don't know who this is. My late mother would swoon at Perry Homo and Linda Ronstadt before she passed. Kirstie Alley on the meat scale. Well, well, what does that mean? Oh, I see. Before she passed Kirstie Alley on the meat scale, Linda there Ronstadt. Right. She's on the poll, by the way, Linda. But Otis Redding gets my vote, especially since he died a couple of days before sitting on the dock hit the air. He never got to hear his own voice on the radio. Oh, so in other words, that's the barometer by which we're choosing now. I think the poll question ought to be, name somebody who sang a song. That's always the, the case, remember? Like the, the uh, sportscaster thing you were right. talking Give us the name of name somebody some who once was on a, on a Give us a list. Cast. If they sang even in the shower, uh, That's we'll right. put it on the poll. How about me? I sometimes sing in the shower, and since they want to kiss my fat pimply ass. Oh, how about you, Neil, when you did UM baseball? I sing every morning before the show. I should rotate. Yeah, you know something? It leaves me weak. It leaves me just limp. I mean, that's not a beautiful voice. It's, it's a good voice. It's right. A, nice voice. Yeah. Distinct voice. Nice character. Not beautiful. Nora Jones. Somebody says. Okay. No? Not for me, but if they want that on there, sure. Would you? Well, if they want to so in other words, anything they send in here, you're going to say sure? I will, yeah. yeah. sure. I'll say yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. That was up 265 points. You, you tell me if uh, right Nora around. deserves to be on the list, all right? What? You tell me if Nora deserves to be on the list. How's that? Sunrise. Ooh. No, no. Like I hope you didn't put it on there, Fatso. <laughs> you no. put it on there? Nope. Good. Now, is that your vote that you didn't want to put it on or just uh, you had a premonition? It was uh, still kind of up in the air, so I waited. No, oh, good. Allison Krauss is probably most recently recognized as Walt for doing the duet album CD with Robert Plant. Well, I ain't got that. You ain't got what? I ain't got the duet album with Robert Raul Plant and Allison Malo. You're a what? Lisa says Raul Malo, former lead singer of the Mavericks, has made some great solo records. His voice is amazing, says Lisa. Do you know who that is, Raul Malo? Never heard of him. I hear he's really Muy Malo. I like his brother, Muy. Moon Malo? Ooh, Moon Marshmallow. Eunuch? Moon Eunuch? Oh, I do like marshmallows. Well, I haven't had those in a long time. Good. Roasted on the campfire, some marshmallows and weenies. Mmm. And the marshmallows have got to be like a little burnt on the outside and like real mushy on the inside. You know? Louis nominates Charlotte Charlotte Church, Church Opera. You know who that is? She's an opera chick. And nice Charlotte Church. Hooters, big cans, yeah. Is she a great singer? She's legal. She she's very young. She's got a beautiful voice. And ass and everything. she got a beautiful ass? Mm-hmm. I bet she's got beautiful boobies, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, yep. it was Victor she's Victoria, by the way. Somebody uh, emailed in. Julie Andrews showed her boobies in Victor Victoria. Okay. She had manly I, I don't boobies. think so. What? I don't think so. Well, that's what the guy said. The PG movie, he's wrong. Oh. So what? Where, where did she show her boobies? Oh, well, what was the name of that movie? No, I gotta look it up. Debbie does Detroit. Yeah, that's it. The Devil in Miss Palin. I gotta go on IMDb. Somebody says Paul McCartney. This is Paulie in Titusville. Oh, Paulie won't see him no more. And Annie Lennox, somebody says. I'm a big fan, but I don't think she's got a beautiful voice. Not a beautiful voice, no. It's like uh, Janis Joplin. Not a beautiful voice. And just so you know, Freddie Mercury, it was from Zanzibar, not Pakistan. Oh. Still, see, Steve says, still according to some, it's all the same. 
Sure. And it doesn't make any difference because he's still dead. You got it? Got it. Oh, somebody else. Uh, this must have printed out twice. Maybe I printed some of these out twice. Yes, I did. Nora Jones. The answer is no. No, no chance. Boy, getting a million names in here, that's really uh, scintillating. It's captivating radio, I'll tell you that. And for the guy that before was giving me a song to dance, that uh, Jason guy, oh, change the effing pole, you know. I like the other pole better. Because this is, this is just a bunch of names. I mean, the sportscasters, there was something to, you know, sink your teeth into. There was some meat on the bone. S.O.B. Of every single American. S.O.B. what? That's where uh, Julie Andrews showed her boobies. And also there was a lesbian movie she made. But now is the moment for us to come together and put the fire out. I mean, think about it. Think about it. If, if, if your neighbor's house is burning, you're not going to spend a whole lot of time saying, well, that guy was always irresponsible. He always left the stove on. He always was smoking in bed. All those things may be true, but his house could end up affecting your house. And that's the situation we're in right now. We've got to make sure that we put the fire out. And then we'll start making sure that these folks stop leaving the stove on. Okay, now you're supposed to play Burn Baby Burn or um, Disco Inferno or uh, Burning Love by Elvis. Wouldn't that be a great segue? Right. I'll, I'll choose Disco it was, Inferno. Not really. Just, just, it was just a joke. It was just a little joke. Your neighbor's house is on fire. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something about old, old material. Wait, when you hear this, you're going to just, you're going to give up. Okay. You're going to gasp. From Biscayne, David Cooperman. From Biscayne Electric. Okay, now ordinarily I don't read people's last names on here, but I will hear because David should be punished for sending this. In Miami Gardens, no less. Hey, Neil, if Karen Carpenter would eat Mama Cass's sandwich, they'd both still be alive. Oh, that is older than, than the hills. Older than Abe Lincoln's beard, okay? It's older than it's the printing press. Older than Methuselah's ass. Oh. Oh, somebody says it was SOB, but you beat him to the punch. Yes. Now, did you get that email also? No, no, I just remembered. Uh, I here's, looked a on suggestion. here's a good suggestion for the poll. Sarah Vaughn. It's one of my favorite all-time songs on Mercury Records, Broken Hearted Melody by Sarah Vaughn. You got it? Broken Hearted Melody. You got it? Looking. Oh, it's good. She was great. Sarah Vaughn. Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. Big fan? I don't think so, though. Not a, not a beautiful voice. Oh, I can't believe you got it. Wow. If I don't have it, I'll get it. How's that, Daddy? Or you'll steal it. Okay, that's enough. We don't want to get carried away because, you know, it's old. What is that? More Saravon. Really? Yeah. You get to name this tune. I have no idea. Never heard it. Summertime. Really? I never heard it or summertime. And the living is queasy. And the living is easy. Oh, my gosh. She sounds so manly there. Wow. Now, why did you have to play that and spoil it? <laughs> that's, you racist that's bastard. That's how I roll. That's right. racist. Biggest name. Black? Last time I looked. I never did. The sports leader. The sports leader.
Sports Leader. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? The investment bank filed for bankruptcy. A shocking ending to a weekend of frantic negotiations. This time, the Fed said, you're on your own. I was freaking with a Customers are worried about the safety of their deposits. It's my money. It's the one in bed. Goes my 401k. It's a sad day in America. It's reminiscent of the Depression. The stock market tumbled. There were people laid off everywhere. You're fired. You're fired. Well, guess he's been fired. It's another Great Depression, and the White House doesn't even care. And I, I, I like to fish. Tell me, can you spare a dime? Not so fast, partner. You owe me some money. So tonight we're gonna borrow like it's 1929. What do you recommend for severe depression? Borrow the money. Not to steal the money. To borrow the money. Not to steal the money in California. You know, the fact that he is a governor of California, that, I mean, didn't I tell you that a long time ago? You did. I should have told you right there and then and there that we're all finished. You know, that, that's the end of the world. California. He can't even say it. He can't even pronounce it. He's a goofball. He's the Terminator. He's a silly person. But then again, so was Ronnie Reagan. From SoapNet, somebody forwards me this breathless news. Galen Gehring, Luis, and Eric Martsoff, Ethan, formerly of Passions, have been picked up by Day of Our Lives. Their roles will be appearing shortly. Isn't that exciting? Yep. Well, then Passions is done. Finished. Finito. 158 votes on our Which Singer's Got the Most Beautiful Voice poll. Karen Carpenter, 23, and Freddie Mercury, 22. Ever see them together? Same person. Karen Carpenter, 20. We got a good battle going on our hands there. You know what? Yep. Neck and neck, nose to nose. Well, I would have loved to have seen them do a, like a, a duet album. Like Frank Sinatra. Remember Frank Sinatra? What about Frank Sinatra? There you go. I mean, I hated him, and I still do, but beautiful voice. Strangers in the night. Huh? Yep. I think he belongs to them. I ain't no band leader. Yeah, I heard that story. Roy Orbison, 13. Sarah Brightman, 11. Linda Ronstadt, 10. She's great. Johnny Mattress, 9, the African queen. Luis Miguel, 7. He, he should have 100 votes, Luis Miguel. He has got the most. His voice is like a symphony orchestra. Beautiful. Jim Morrison, six. Gladys Knight, six. You don't have any Luis Miguel in your uh, thing there? I just might have a lot. Well, really? Ordinarily, because all my Luis Miguel stuff is down there in the room where you're sitting now. You're, you're holding on to it. Gladys Knight, six. I have uh, everything. Do you? That he ever recorded. Name a song, no, any don't. song. Name it. Swainia? Don't have it, do you? Oh, Dude, it's got a giant this, scrolling list over here. This is a good example of what we're talking about. Beautiful voice. Like butters and milk. Oh, my God. Sueña y lo 
Okay, that's enough. Luis Miguel, seven. He's just dynamite. Fantastical. Jim Morrison, six. He ought to also be doing better. Wouldn't you agree, Jim Morrison? I do agree. 